Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to Big Think Dimension with Dan Nine Balls video game and Bob Nine Breaker video game. I'm so excited. <laughs> hey, I like pool and have nine balls. <laughs> oh my god. Chris Wolfhard. Liz Conda forever. And Dr. Agro. I have several co-hosts here on Gigaboots. Don't you think you're exaggerating the truth a little there, Agro? Like a few co-hosts might be more accurate? Nope. Okay. I, I, I take my directions purely from strong, upstanding role models in the industry. <laughs> okay. Who never tell untruths. No. The podcasting industry is one uh, entirely built on the foundation of authenticity and honesty. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Think Dimension. Bob and I haven't eaten anything. We've played video games. <laughs> These are two different things we have done. We didn't do them at the same time. I, I, I'm so excited to talk about Armored Core. Oh, and if you're watching live, you can see the light came in after four months of being backordered. <laughs> Not only does it look way cooler, it, it also is like much smaller and easier to manage. <laughs> Anyway, I want to talk about Armored Core. So can you imagine my disappointment when I say Bob came through the door like two hours ago and he's like, hey, I bought the Beyond Orange Chicken from Panda Express. Oh. <laughs> the worst part is this is a direct follow-up to me going, I know some motherfucker's going to want me to eat the Beyond Orange Chicken from Panda Express. Can, can we not now, we together... <laughs> Get society. beyond orange chicken <laughs> entirely. I, you know, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. He's attacking my old fa home fashioned values. What, what are you talking about? Get beyond orange chicken. First of all, uh huh. Sesame chicken is clearly the better sugar coated chicken meal. Fuck you. Mm -mm. No, you, you are, are a degenerate person. You are disgusting. With terrible swine. taste. No, I have enlightened taste. You, Orange is a perfect you compliment. You were about to tell a story I, about eating a degenerate version of a worse option. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I have to side with aggro. What? No, this is bullshit. Orange I, chicken is Bob. I think the orange chicken here is better than any sesame chicken in town, but the existence of good sesame chicken uh -huh. is something that I believe in. Bob <laughs> believes in the existence of good sesame chicken. This I, is, I, this I've is had a, it in the past, and is, it was better than this, this orange is, chicken, but we don't is, no longer have that. This is upsetting. I'm going to have to start a poll. <laughs> First time we've ever done a poll. I'm going to have to go grab a poll. I'm gonna, I think uh, dude. that was just downright insulting. <laughs> What do you mean that was downright insulting? You're the one saying Look, that. I just feel chicken. sorry for you. <laughs> you are a monster, and we're going to move past that. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for you, Dan. Orange chicken is good. <laughs> what is wrong with all I, of you? I mean, if you put if you put any fried chicken covered in sauce in front of me, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> That's a fact. Right. <laughs> it might be terrible, but I'll be I'll be halfway through it before I realize. <laughs> So, Bob, what's up? Why did you do this to me? Look, I was just ordering from Panda Express, mm -hmm. and I noticed they had this option. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, the audience would enjoy it if uh -huh. we ate this. Yeah. No, Bob, what you do mm. if you're a real red-blooded American is you notice they have an alternative option on their menu, 
and then go on Facebook to piss shit and cry about it. <laughs> oh, you're right. I, I missed out on the opportunity. Oh, man. I'm setting we up the poll. We used to be a proper country, <laughs> and now Panda Express has a meatless option. I thought he was changing my name to something mean on screen. <laughs> also important. That wouldn't play to listeners. That's the only reason I wouldn't... Well, no, I should do that. Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is really bad. Like, this, this Beyond Word chicken is beyond, like, expectations of how bad it would be. Is, yeah, is it the I've, same sauce as the regular stuff? Kind of, but it's now demented and weird. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's like the same sauce, but that's not... The, let the, me, let the me, crust okay. is, like, hard. I'm gonna try my best, okay? Mm. I'm gonna try my best to describe the experience of eating this, and this might not be a perfect description of the texture and flavor and everything else. Could you imagine they replaced the chicken inside a fried piece of chicken that you would eat at a Panda Express with burnt marshmallow? Wouldn't eat at a Panda Express, but I'll, I'll try. Oh, okay. Wait, so wait, have you never eaten orange chicken from Panda Express? Uh, once years ago. Okay, because that's the, that's the orange chicken I like. I, I think I tried orange chicken once from Jinjin's, and I was like, this is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad at every like, it's actual Chinese place. <laughs> All, all I can think of whenever Panda Express comes out is it's the one time I think of the Rick and Morty bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Where, where they bring home Panda Express and they're like, did you get or did you get sugar chicken? And the mom <laughs> says, that's pretty much all they have. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yes. But yeah, the, the texture of nice chicken replaced with burnt marshmallow because mm. it's the crust is now rigid. It has 90 degree angles and it just collapses when you bite it. Yeah, it's literally perfect cubes. Like, I, I can get how what you're describing was a bad experience, but now I'm also imagining like a nice campfire roasted marshmallow and then you burn it and then, then you drizzle like orange syrup on it. And that sounds delightful. No, it's not actually anything like a burnt marshmallow like Dan's describing. It's a weird, tough, gooey thing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not really. Is it anything like. Um, I don't know if you remember, you probably do years and years ago, um, Tropical Smoothies. Mm. Terrible, terrible chicken that I think they advertise as actual chicken. Yes, they, they do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, chicken. <laughs> I, I would say that is an upgrade over this. Fuck. Yeah. This is honestly the worst it's ever been. Uh, you recall, Bob, when we did the Beyond chicken from kfc yeah and they completely fucked it up in niceville yes and then we went to fort walton because they closed the niceville one before you could try it mm -hmm. and the fort walton one cooked it correctly at all yeah mm. that is the only product the niceville version is the only product <laughs> i would put in league with this beyond orange chicken it is vile okay so I, it sounds like this stuff might actually need proper preparation that we're not getting in our local job yeah, if market they were, if they were just if they had the same like texture it mm -hmm. sounds like there's some it sounds like if you overcook or maybe undercook yeah it, it just goes south real hard and since you live in niceville that means you'll never get to know what it actually tastes like and i assume this was just sitting around for an hour or something because it doesn't taste fresh at all no it was a stale cube we bit into and i it collapsed. would i would i would put my money on overcooked yeah like that's just what happens if you overcook it yeah, it could be overcooked, and then the outer layer of this Beyond Nugget or whatever just insulates the inside so much that it's perfectly fine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that 
I, I think the worst part is the outer shell is just hard and gummy. Like, yes. I, I had to go w brush my teeth, which I almost never do after eating something because mm -hmm. it just literally was stuck. Like, I, I had this layer that I couldn't remove. I was hoping he would leave that as a non sequitur. I almost never brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, it's terrible, terrible, horrible. You know what isn't terrible, though? What's mm -hmm. that? Armored Core. Armored Core is great. Yeah, Armored Core is pretty cool. We played the first three games. I'm going to make this really simple so people can can cope with it because we noticed as we kept going live with what appeared to be the same game uh-huh people got really confused the first three armored core games are armored core one and two games that are expansions basically it's the same game but with a different campaign and extra features like an arena mode oh wow you can take your saves from the first one into those other ones to just bring in your overpowered ass mech and you better <laughs> yeah no they're they definitely expect oh, it one in of some those of that huh? that's yeah. wild uh so the games are armored core one project phantasma which is the one eric joined us for because that was his first armored core game and master of arena now contrary to what you would think based on the names project phantasma invents the arena mode <laughs> well yeah you gotta you gotta here comes the arena. Right. Yeah, you gotta invent on, it you before you master it. Exactly. It makes sense. Uh, master of Arena, you would think, okay, so Master of Arena must be the really arena-focused one. And Project Phantasma is just like, what if we told another story with it? What if I told you Master of Arena has a better story and a weirder arena? <laughs> but, but it is arena-focused. It has an arena mode they force you into for story progress. Mm. So you could call that more arena-focused, but it's... So it's like it, a tournament arc? It is the quirkiest arena I've ever seen. Because... Project Phantasma, you go in and they're like, here's the, here's the rank. They're like 50 people. You need to work your way up. Master of Arena is like, here are eight guys. What do they mean? Who knows? Challenge them, I guess. And then you'll hit story beats where it's like, did you beat them all? Did you do it again? They don't have numbers. And it's not from a large pool. It's like 10, 16. It's really weird. Hmm. But, but there's, the, but it also has a separate mode that is just regular arena. That's true. They have the, they, they, they have arena ex, mm -hmm. which is the regular arena. It comes on the second disc because there's that much value. <laughs> uh, we didn't even touch that shit. <laughs> we just played the rest of it. Um, Armor Core is exceptionally fun. This this is a nice palate cleanser from Gears Month, where I don't have the world's worst story being shoved down my throat by a man with brick hands. I just get to play a fun game. Uh, <laughs> and that story that is there is insane. It's really good. Um, the first mission in Armor Core 1 is incredible. It's like, do you want to kill protesters? Or do you want to kill... Um, God. Well, it was... I mean, it who was, cares it about was, the second option? It was, I want to kill protesters. It was a labor protest versus people who had been fired and would not leave the factory premises. Yes. <laughs> that, so that squatters is what, like a labor protest. Armor, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Armored Core 1 opens with those two options. Squatters and labor union. Which one will you crush? Considering <laughs> that you can instantly hard lock your game by using too much ammo in the first mission, mm -hmm. I, think it's, I, I think the themes of Armored Core become apparent right from Instantly. the start yeah 100% yes. it's really good hmm. it is very well delivered upon uh armor core one as it turns about as it turns out is on paper you know out loud the text of the story is about ending the cycle of rebirth 
as spoilers for Armored Core 1, a game that's definitely all about story. <laughs> An AI is running the society to make sure no one corporation or person gets too strong and just keeps cycling late stage capitalism because they're like, what? This is humanity. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so you kill that and end that cycle. And I'm like, it's a fucking Dark Souls. It's always Dark Souls. <laughs> it, it really is Dark Souls. Like the late stage capitalism part, that is literally what it is in Dark Souls. It's like, we're not continuing something good. We're, yeah. we're like, we're endlessly extending the decline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was delightful to find out and funny as hell. Then we jumped to the third game because Eric couldn't join us for day one of Armored Core Month. He joined us for the next day. So we jumped from one to uh, Master of Arena. Master of Arena has poison swamps. <laughs> D- does this affect your mech? Uh, it's radiation. Oh, okay. so that's how we <laughs> make that make sense. It's kind of radiation, but they really just go. It's a gas that kills metal. And I'm like, yeah. you made Kingsfield all right. That's just the air in Florida, <laughs> right? Uh, so that was delightful. So far, I'm really enjoying the hell out of our record month. I think these are great streams, and people should stop by. Yeah. Uh, best part. We do Master of Arena. This is the best part in retrospect, in my opinion. We do Master of Arena. They have this cool guy named Nineball. And we have to keep inventing why he's called Nineball because the game will never address it. But he has, you know, as though it was an eight ball, but it's a nine. He's, it's that cool. And I'm like, but the coloration on... Anyway, so he's cool and he keeps showing up and he's our main rival in Master of Arena. We beat that game. There's cool lore. It's awesome. We have a conclusion. They did a thing with that character. We go to Project Phantasma. They have this guy named Stinger. <laughs> we would call him eight. We would call him Nine Ball Minor because he's just a worse version of the same idea, which makes sense when you play it in a row. I, Stinger's really funny though because we kill that guy five times throughout the game and every time he's like I'm not owned and flies away yeah he literally he just goes ah you didn't actually win and then he stumbles off yeah. it's really good if, if, if you didn't die it's a victory <laughs> yes Stinger's really just a positive dude uh, but yeah no Armor Core Month's going really good uh, Eric should be joining us for Armor Core 2 and and possibly another age, depending on how fast we go through them tomorrow or whatever, assuming those games show yeah, up. If they actually come and in, if they Jesus. don't show up because they were supposed to show up Wednesday or today. Uh, and if they don't show up, we're rolling the dice on a data backup playthrough. See how far that works. <laughs> That's not served us perfectly on FromSoft games in the past where Forever Kingdom worked perfectly fine for an hour and a half and then just broke <laughs> and became unplayable. So. Hopefully it arrives in time. Either way, this month has just started and it fucking rules. I am so excited to play, what is it, 10, 11 other Armored Core games? Something like that. Because isn't it like 17 total? It's either 14 or 17. It's, it's a 15. huge amount. Yeah. Okay. Because you get the first three, which we're done with. Two twos. Two threes. Nexus, Last Raven, and Nine Breaker. Where you go nine break his nine balls. <laughs> then you get four, four answer, on, um, five and verdict day. So that means 11 more. That would make 14. We're also going to tap formula front just like we did gears tactics. Mm-hmm.
I'm very excited for this month. This fucking rules. <laughs> uh, Bob, did you have any other comments? No. Okay. The, the, these games are great. Everyone should try them. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're they're obtuse, but also fairly approachable. Like we didn't we didn't look up pro strats. Yeah, we didn't look up any pro strats. You can mm-hmm. kind of just hit your head against this with and eventually get enough money to maybe yeah. succeed. Yeah, just make sure you have at least two save files on your memory card. <laughs> <laughs> and you can you can prevent yourself from screwing yourself w- uh, too hard. Also, they do something very kind in Armored Core One through the next two uh, that they do not do. I think in later games where it's like you bought a part, oh, changed your mind, want to sell it back? We give you one hundred percent of what you paid for it. Hmm. So you can't at least equip yourself into debt, right? It always sucks when games do that for no reason. Well, the, the reason here is it would feed back into the motif, the theme of Armored Core. But they kindly didn't do it. Thank you. Jesus. Uh, interesting thing about Two Another Age, uh, one of the first online PS2 games in Japan, and either Two Another Age or Three supports a USB mouse. So we're going to need to try that this Ooh. month. <laughs> I'm excited as hell. Anyways. Uh, because I've been working on the Gears ranking video, which is, I guess, about 57% complete on the final pass. Uh, I haven't played anything else. I've just been working on that. We did Pokemon Monday, so we played Pokemon Y. There's a fat kid. He dances. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. What a what a. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why those two male friends exist at all. Let's see. Calum and the shy one. Oh, yeah. That was the one where you just had this huge. Yeah. They just immediately go. Of fucks. Here's your gaggle of fuck friends. And I'm like, my what? And they're it's, like, it's, friends. It's, <laughs> it's like they wanted to step up from uh, black and white. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Black and white felt like kind of like they you would let you they had like the two angles of rival where you yeah. have like dipshit and more one that is more. uh, let's say ambivalent towards you and this is just like oh you're the new kid let let eight all 18 of us follow you around yeah and it's also like compared to basically every other pokemon game to date the wordiest pokemon game with while saying the least thing (laughs) it's just like tierno's here and he's gonna say his his archetype thing we're doing where it's he's all about this one thing he will go on for paragraphs and i'm like please don't Please yeah. stop. And, yeah, I feel X like and, X and Y feels like the first, like there was this weird phase that uh, ended with Sword and Shield not having any time or money. Um, so I guess it was only Gen 6 and Gen 7 where it's like, let's make these more traditionally RPG-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they didn't really do very good in X and Y. It, no, it was kind of like, let's just have people talk a lot. A lot. It's, yeah, it's it's a real shame. Did, did you meet did you meet Sephiroth on the first day of uh, X no. and Y? No, we didn't meet Sephiroth. I assume you mean as, but I actually don't know. No, I mean um Lysander. Oh yeah, we oh, we, yeah. we met him. Where he just the first thing he says as he appears is like, we need to purge the world of the unworthy. And the guy next to him is like, ha, ah, you're my friend. He's like, ha ha, we're <laughs> in a cafe right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like, oh, well, well, welcome to France. Everything's cool. I'm going to kill all the poors. <laughs> it's very subtle. Game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Po- Pokemon Y is the most clumsy 
we're trying to teach you about a thing in life. Mm-hmm. The split between the haves and have nots. Like, it's so weird. It's like, visit the ghetto castle. I'm like, it's still kind of like a castle. And they're like, go visit the real castle. I'm like, okay, this is. I, I don't believe you could have late stage capitalism in a world in which any 10 year old can go out and grab like a metal god demon from a mountain and train it to battle. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, that, that stream has been enjoyable for completely different reasons. Yeah, no, then, it's funny to go back to this game and be like, yeah, this is still sucks. This is the way we remember it. I'm like, we sure are in Viridian Forest. Everything's running bad. <laughs> yeah, and then you hit those moments where it's just like, I remember when he wouldn't stop talking right now. He's not communicating any ideas. He just it keeps re- going. It reminds me of the Gen 3 remake where that also had just needless amounts of being wordy. Because that was the first time I played that. I was like, wow, now we're still going. Oh, man, I don't like this champion much. He doesn't shut up. (laughs) I think I'm remembering why I don't remember this gen much. (laughs) I feel like it's a better situation in Gen 3, like Oraz. Mm -hmm. I feel like they do communicate their characters that aren't laughably two-dimensional. Yes, luckily we have Wally, and he's amazing. (laughs) Right. Whereas, like, Tierno, Calum... Uh, white bitch. Yeah, I more, don't remember her name. It's more like halfway through Gen Three, where it becomes the the champion and three gym trainers talking about nonsense that is the end of the world, and it's like, come on. I feel on. I feel like that was the last the last bit of the game. It was mm-hmm. like the last twenty percent because they need to have conversations about it. <laughs> yeah, but Stephen Stone might talk a lot, but he also has incredible drip, so it's fine. See, <laughs> Tierno doesn't have drip. Fact, he, no, he has no a metagross, so <laughs> that is true. These are facts. But yeah, that's uh that's it for Pokemon Y for me. Bob. What's up? I'm gonna ask Dr. Agro what he's been playing. What you been oh, playing? Oh, okay. Uh well, uh I would you would you consider uh, uh-huh. a, a poll to be a sort of, of low grade video game? Because uh I was recently involved in a poll. Really? Were you now? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You voted? Where's your sticker? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in electoral politics. <laughs> uh, tell me more about this poll, uh, Doctor Agro. Like, like everything that uh, I remember, uh, it proved me right. <laughs> uh, Agro, I would like to know: Sesame Chicken only won by four votes. There's a very small percent. One with fifty-three percent of the vote. I feel like there's some legitimacy to both sides. Look, I learned two things from the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> Family is very important. Oh, yeah. Okay. And whether you win by an inch or you win by a mile, oh, okay. winning is winning. I guess, you know, those are the core lessons of that franchise. That's, that's true. Did you play anything else? <laughs> <clears throat> I picked uh, a hell of a week to finally pick up Cyberpunk. Oh, shit, I forgot you borrowed Bob's copy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Right? I was like, that anime is coming out soon. I should probably finally play that game now that there's a stable next-gen version. How is that stable next-gen version? It's pretty stable. Okay. It did runs. I Like, the biggest glitch I've encountered is uh, every now and then I, I'll have to not put my cursor on an item to interact with it, but somewhere mm. near the near item. It, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's ba- I mean, except for a few of like open world physics things where something goes blip a little bit, mm-hmm. but that's basically been it. 
Yeah, it was it was yeah, a real tire you can't, fire. You can't launch, even but... really hold that against games because like Bethesda games still have the thing where oh you touch you touched something on the desk now every single thing in the room has jittered. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's 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 been eerie. Um, <laughs> like playing this game, and you know, I've I've become so used to hearing about it and seeing all of the weird horrific world rending glitches i yeah. just keep waiting for the walls to fall in at any moment <laughs> the wallpaper starts melting when all the trees start turning to goo like they do in the videos <laughs> it it does that thing that i fucking hate okay. in in rpgs where it's like welcome to the game uh please allocate your starting stats um how does how does anything in the game work? Fuck you. Please allocate your starting that's, stats. That's what your second playthrough is for. They built mm-hmm. in replay value. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> that's cool. I missed out on, on a cool ending that I could have gotten in the outer worlds because of that shit. Oh. But no, cyberpunk is, uh, it's, it's, you can really see what happened. <laughs> like, oh man, I get what you were trying to do, and I can see how that sort of <laughs> challengered in the middle of the sky. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mmm, good try. <laughs> Cyberpunk might be one of the only video games where you are playing just an E3 showcase. <laughs> <laughs> where they go don't worry there's much more behind the scenes and you go no this is the game i'm playing it <laughs> i don't know what to tell you like you get in that elevator or whatever and it's like what floor do you want to go to there's one valid floor to go to <laughs> there's always one button I, I assume that's a cyberpunk thing I don't know. like they read your id and you're allowed to go to this floor <laughs> in, in the three builds it has multiple buttons that all go to different floors i do appreciate that it's not as needlessly open world as it could have been as a lot of games end up yeah where it's like here's your main missions here's some side missions you can go do but you're basically just doing shit in order yeah yeah that's kind of the thing that upset people based on the marketing because the marketing really tried everything to paint the opposite sort of idea the the marketing made this seem like a game that could only be run by a quantum computer. I mean, <laughs> brutally honest, it's like yeah. it's like the marketing was like we built we recreated a futuristic city and every NPC has a life. Yeah, once 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 you and stop then they released that's a game that's like <laughs> and then they released a game that's like uh, this is kind of like a open world shooter thing with some rpg elements it's not even as rpg as people would want but yeah, this is like this is kind of pretty much gta okay yeah it's uh it's pretty good because they they have you choose what is it your origin story mm-hmm. and when they talk about that before the release of the game they're like your origin story is going to have deep long ramifications on the story you play through and it's like no it's basically the difference between drive take a bike or uber you're getting to the same place and sometimes you'll say a cool thing Uh uh-huh that doesn't matter (laughs) and you know for all that like like yes this game is not the 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 miracle it was promised to be it's all set dressing Mm -hmm. but it's it's really nice set dressing and i'm having a good time uh the the gunplay was they do that thing 
that some games do where they're like, we, we really want you to feel the progression and, and, and getting better and getting better equipment by making your first few guns suck so much ass yeah. that it's not fun to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even after I got a couple better guns, I'm like, okay, the, the gunplay here is serviceable. And then, then daddy got his first tech weapon and didn't have to aim anymore. <laughs> So, so I pull out a shotgun, there's a big blue panel in the middle of the screen, and I just pull the trigger. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> it gives you armor core aiming? Yeah, I was going to say, that's armor core aiming, baby. Cool. Yep. I'm very excited to eventually play that game I bought for like $7. In, during the year of sadness, that was them fixing the game. Mm. Let me tell you, it is it is exactly as cool uh, as advertised of having Keanu Reeves just in your brain materialize now and then, swear, smoke a cigarette, and disappear. That is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> as it turns out. At least to get to live out that one part of the fantasy they promised. Hell yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I keep playing this game going, did they... Did they rip this off of Shadowrun or were they both ripping this off Neuromancer? Yeah, I don't I don't actually know. <laughs> I wish someone would tell me because I would love I mean, to know. It all goes back to Neuromancer except for like there's the first two female characters you really interact with. I was telling Bob this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you remember the Blade Runner. Yeah. The original Blade Runner. Yeah. The 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 two female characters in that. You you've got Pris, the one replicant, and then the uh, woman at the Tyrell Corp. Yeah. Their haircuts are going to be in every cyberpunk property until the sun goes out. Yes. No, that's true. <laughs> and that's just good taste. I'm I sorry, walk that's... in a building, I'm like, that's Pris. Okay, that's what time it is. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty great. I honestly think that's that's of all the things to take from Blade Runner. If you could just be like these hairstyles must appear in. Did did Bubblegum Crisis steal the name Pris for the main character? And yes. I'm just like, yes. okay, 100%. Is that, 100%. Okay. Yes. I was like, is that her name or am I remembering this wrong? Yeah, that is <laughs> Cyberpunk is maybe the most incestuous <laughs> genre. Yes. Oh yeah. I keep waiting for somebody to announce a snow crash video game. Let's just fucking go. <laughs> um did you play anything else? Nope. Okay. Let's take it over to Bob. Sure. Hey Bob. I played some demos. That's great. Am I am, am I doing the slideshow now? Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, the first one I played was Astergos, Curse of the Stars. Okay, you post, Dan, show the fucking screenshot. <laughs> the, whoever may cut the trailer for this game should be given a fucking medal. Because it so well hides what this game really is. It tricked me. I was like... <laughs> This seems like a real game. How come I never heard of it? It's coming out of nowhere. (laughs) Sees these screenshots. Oh. Now, take it with a grain of salt. This is on my PC with low settings on. And you have a 1060, 1050? 1060, I think. I was going to say, I I think I tried this MMO in 2011. Dude, I fucking told him it looked like Sony Online Entertainment's tech demo for the PS3. (laughs) I expect a camera to go down that ravine and them to be like, the world can change with the power of the cell process. It does look like there's a giant enemy crab down there. Yes. It could be. Um... 
the demo for this came out like a couple days ago. The game comes out October 11th. Um, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it written to be very funny? <laughs> Absolutely not. It thinks it's a Souls like. Uh, I can see that. It it acts like that. It has a stamina meter. You have the control scheme from Souls. You have bonfires. You can't jump. <laughs> Oh, but <laughs> it is extremely easy. You can pause and as you see, it has bright colors everywhere. Bob, that's not these aren't bright colors. This is a gamma correction issue. <laughs> <I know. laughs> this is the most washed out, overly bright video game I've seen in a really long time. I am having what indie hell flashbacks. <laughs> it really. Yes. The way your character moves makes me think of what indie hell games sometimes. She just sort of slides around in a weird way that doesn't seem right. The sword and shield is the worst feeling weapon in the game, Uh huh. which is what they start you with for whatever reason. Okay. But you have like five weapons throughout the gate, so you can switch it out. This, the spear I'm using has a parry, which is so overpowered, they clearly didn't balance it at all. Ooh. You just twirl the staff, and then if they hit you at any point during the twirl, you can hit them for like four times regular damage. <laughs> they ragdoll in hilarious ways. Like, I have an ability where you show the spear, and there's, like, this big magic effect. The spear flies through, like, a wave of enemies. It waits a second. And then everything flies away. Like, all of them. All the enemies just ragdoll away from you. <laughs> I, I'm tempted to accuse you of having gone to the Unity Asset Store right. and post these screenshots. This, yeah, is, this is a game that's out now or out later this year? O October 11th, very soon. This, this looks is, like a game that came out nine years ago at least. I know, right? The the I wish I could capture footage of this werewolf walk. You saw it, Dan. You walked over and saw him do his weird, like, oh, oh, I this was, like, Bob's not saying anything to me. He's not like, hey, look at this werewolf walk. I just break down laughing because it looks like they're trying to animate him being a school bully. I do <laughs> not know how to describe it. He's walking shoulders first, and he's like, Suh, dude. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Uh, you fight a giant crocodile. Mm -hmm. It makes, like, hyper-realistic crocodile clamping noises for well, its mouth clothing. Well, that, that's great. Agro's <laughs> always complaining about things that are big just roar now. Or... <laughs> it it rapid-fire plays them. I was cracking up while fighting this boss. It's like chattering teeth sound. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that's great. Get a Banjo-Kazooie chomp-chomp-chomp. See, I didn't get to hear the game. Maybe maybe it is playing like a do 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 If it had the Boundary Kazooie soundtrack, that would make perfect sense. It would. I'm looking at this. That would that would be perfect. That would make perfect sense. You asked me while playing this if was if it was their answer to cameo. Yeah. I I I say all this, I'm probably going to buy this game on launch because it's too funny not to. I want to see my PS5 play this in 4K at 120. Oh, that would be great. It also let me experience FSR uh, 2.0 for the first time in a video game. Ooh. Which, for if people don't know, what is that? Intel's? Yes. Or, okay, it's Intel's. No, 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 it's AMD. It's AMD's it's answer. AMD. Yeah. To uh, uh, deep learning super sampling, DLSS. Mm -hmm. uh, 1.0, fun fact, FSR 1.0 is just an upscaling thing. It's not super technology. It's just like nearest neighbor land coast 
mm-hmm. FSR 1.0. Splatoon 3 features that, by the way. Oh, wow. Uh, 2.0, they try to use in deep intelligence in stuff a little bit. How did it look in your experience, Bob? It was so hideous, I thought that my GPU might be breaking. It literally, the entire screen looks like a mush. Now, like you turn your character into just goo. Now, I preface this statement with, I am Dan Video Games, the official pixel bitcher. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I've watched entire videos from Alex Battaglia comparing deep learning super sampling and other things like God of War's built-in. Uh, temporal anti-aliasing solution mm. to FSR 2.0, and I spend most of those videos just screaming at the screen <laughs> because FSR 2.0 is dog shit. There was a recent video Digital Foundry did where they interviewed the guy from uh, Intel. You know, they're doing GPUs now. Yeah. And they ask him, they're like, uh, you know, you guys are making your version. It's called XESS, which for people who are literate, that's just sex backwards with an extra X. S. <gasps> Anyways... <laughs> They are making their own, and they have the balls to go. So you're making the third one of these. Why do you think they're? What do you think is the justification for that? And I'm just like, guys, can we stop pretending? It's because the second one looks like talk shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the second one might as well not exist. Right, like, you're making the third one of these, are we? <laughs> I would argue they're not. Um, yeah, that that thing, that thing looks like ass. I'm really yes. glad that you thought your GPU was dying. <laughs> Like, this can't be how the game looks. What's going on? <laughs> um, you get to the end of the demo. They once again go into, well, it's like Dark Souls. They make the, the final boss really hard, but then I figure out how the parry works and blow his health bar down to nothing almost instantly. Ooh. And then he becomes invincible and shows out an attack you cannot dodge and kills you in one hit. And they're like, <laughs> you made him use his full power. Don't you feel cool? Oh, my God. So that was a uh, what a fun game. What was the name again for people at home? Astergos Curse how, of the Stars. How do you spell that? A S T E R I G O S. Astergos. Interesting. Okay. That's great, Bob. Thank you for the what you've been playing segment. I'm really glad. <laughs> oh, there are other things. I did play some more demos. Okay. Well then, I guess I'll open this. What is <laughs> What is this? <clears throat> That is... You know exactly what that is. Link's Awakening? <laughs> I've yeah, seen a lot of games that aren't Link's Awakening before, but... <laughs> this shit. is the most not Link's Awakening. This is Link's Awakening DX. Thank yeah. you. And this is Akura. It's A-K-U-R-R-A. A-K-U-R-R-A. They just added one R. I swear to God, there was an Akura game on the 6th gen of consoles. Probably. I swear that exists. Yeah. Yeah, more like Akurina of time. I know, right? I was, I was, I was gonna give it a minute. <laughs> Do you become the Akura of time? Um, this is actually fully a puzzle game. Like, it's all about block po- pushing puzzles. Looks like mm. Link's Awakening oh, no, is fucking Lolo. Lolo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but there's like a big open world to explore that has, that's filled with these puzzles. And you mm. play as this caveman. You like ride around a giant uh, turtle. They get between different islands, different puzzles. This fucking rules. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I assume there's, from looking at the screen, a bunch of different box types that do a bunch of different shit. Yes. Hopefully it has good music like Lolo. Yeah, the music seemed pretty nice. And not, I mean, Lolo is a pretty high part of it. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to go jump to that immediately. It's pretty good. Um, 
but yeah you see the the red thing on the left is a value hit and it makes the red thing on the right disappear mm. and then if you walk on uh the shattered blue crystals big crystals grow out of them so you can't go back mm. so there's lots of puzzles around that and then different blocks you can push that can break these blue crystals um it seems really neat i'm really bad at this sort of game so i did not get too far in it but i liked a lot of what i was playing and then i kind of hit a brick wall of like i can't think that through this cool <laughs> Um, I, I should really try this. Yeah, I'm, I'm you, into this. You know, I love Patrick's Parabox, and mm -hmm. I also jo uh, enjoyed, uh, what was it, Baba is You. Mm. Um, so, I, you know, this would be a nice follow-up to those, because weirdly enough, I played both of those this year, despite Baba is You being the hit of, like, 2020 or 2019. Uh, what was the name of this? Uh, Akura. <laughs> sure. That's legally distinct. It's got <laughs> two R's. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really ex interested in seeing how either of you reacted because I know you're both way more into this sort of puzzle game than I am. Mm -hmm. And I, I found it really neat. Um, yeah, let me see. What next? Super interested in that. Uh, oh, now we get to the demos I played from Sage, the Sonic something something games. Uh, I'm going to blow your <laughs> fucking mind. You know what I saw on Twitter? What's up? Apparently, Blaze Hedgehog. As in secretly Chris Wolfhart. Is a co-founder <laughs> no. of Sage. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? I had no idea. I had no idea Blaze Hedgehog was a co-founder of Sage. That's neat. That is. Hmm. Huh. Ran into that guy's videos a couple of times. What's what's up with this, Bob? Uh you get to choose two different bunny protagonists. This is called Code Bunny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like a 2D side scroller with lots of neat mechanics that definitely feel um, like an Inti Creates game, but you're limited, so you still have to platform, which helps a lot. Oh, that sounds like, uh, <laughs> like not bad. Like not an Inti Creates game at all. Actually. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, you do the stuff where you like have to hit the enemy with a, a tag, and then you can hit a button to make like do your quick draw sword technique and to fly to them. Like you can in the newest Inti Creates game, but then there's actually platforming built around this. Hmm. And it, it was pretty fun. Uh, there are two different characters. The one I played as most was the sword using one, which you see in the screenshot. Uh, it, they actually don't see that right yeah. now because I'm doing stuff. Okay. But they will in a second. Sure. Okay. Uh, and she has know. like a Symphogear gear style to her armor. Like both of them seem to. Hmm. Uh, the other one, uh, instead of like teleporting to enemies, he like pure West spins like he's a former ice skater or something. And it literally is that character from Symphogear gear that has the yo-yos and spins a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, you like build up speed by spinning and then you can do super attacks. Uh, once you're, you spun up and you do more damage. Uh, this game seems really neat. Uh, it's weirdly the, the artwork feels like nowhere near as good as a 2d art. Like when they go to draw and stuff, if you want to bring up that <laughs> one, it's like laughably bad. Like, I don't, this doesn't look like the same game at all. No. Like, I thought you had booted a different game. Yeah, the 8-bit art's pretty nice. Yeah, I, or I see that. Or 16-bit or whatever it is going for. Don't worry, it, Bob. It's not confining properly to any generation. Yeah. You're fine to call it whatever you want. Okay. Um, and then this sort of fan art lucky stuff is here for when you go to the, the between mission thing that's in Gunvolt of, hey, talk to everyone at your home base. Hmm. Um, okay, but yeah, that that seemed pretty cool. Mm. Next one I tried was well, real quick. What was the name of that? This again? was Code Bunny. Okay, it's just yeah, just Code Bunny. Okay. Is, there, is there a colon? 
We got a no. co- colon. We got periods. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Coach is all caps, though. Oh, great. Awesome. Um, the next one I played was Sakura S. Sakura X Clash or Sakura Clash. I don't know. I have no idea what people intend when they put this giant X in the middle of their logo. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's impossible to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is clearly a Neo Geo Pocket inspired fighting game. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> There's not an SNK logo in the background at all. No, you can't <laughs> even see it. It could be anything. Maybe it's nine and nine, nine balls. <laughs> uh, lots of cool characters. Seems neat. Um, if you like that style of game, go check it out. I'm not proficient enough in fighting games to tell you much more about it other than it, it seems cool. <laughs> uh, well, I have a few questions. Yeah, what's um, up? I assume it has supers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, it's going for the Neo Geo Pocket aesthetic. Does it only have two buttons? Uh, no, it says four buttons. Okay. 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 Yeah, you have a dodge roll. I gotcha. like King of Fighters. Yeah, I always when I, whenever I see this aesthetic or think about stuff like this, I always think about the Game Boy conversion of Battle Arena Toshinden. Ooh, it actually was fun. Okay, okay, yeah, it's I, not like the some other Game Boy conversions. Yeah, some like Mortal Kombat. Ugh, ugh. fucking thanks, Probe Software. <laughs> AVGN joke about anal probe goes mm. here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One second, I got a button for this. Uh, I don't. I don't. There we go. Okay, anyways, uh, Bob. I, I love the ominous music in the background of that clip. <laughs> now it kills me every time. <laughs> Do you have an and titties button to go along with it? No. Hmm. Uh, the only other thing I played this week was uh, they did that big update for Sifu, the, the summer update. Move that up. Oh, yeah. yeah. They added a new scoring system. Mm-hmm. And they add goals for every level for getting different uh, score values. And you can even get a cool outfit for doing it. Hmm. I don't know if I like the new scoring system. It's weird. Um, it really encourages you uh, not to finish the opponents off quickly, but instead to just keep pounding points out of them, which mm. they called the drive ometer. <laughs> it's it's a little weird in a game so focused on okay, you've hit this guy enough in the right way. Now you can do your finisher. Mm-hmm. It's so strange to be like, no, you don't want to do that. You want to <laughs> keep grinding them for yeah. points. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just keep kicking in the ribs. That's weird. They call this the Bonzo bonus. <laughs> uh, but that's it for our old play. Okay. Uh, we, we now go to Chris. Chris, what you been playing? Uh, I played a lot of things this week. Uh, I finished Soul Hackers 2. Cool. How was it? Um, I liked it, but... Boy, there's not a lot here. Um... The, the thing that really drags it down is how simplistic the combat is because it really they really they really just ripped out all mechanics like like from, it, uh, it had mega ten from, five yeah like like I talked last week about how how they have the combat system but they never give you any more mechanics so it's just like weaknesses and strengths barely matter weird hmm. especially since you have the commander skills which. There's a couple of them that are just a big damage button you can use like every so many turns. Hmm. So it doesn't feel like you need to care about things nearly nearly as much as in other games, which is especially weird considering this kind of has the format of like an old dungeon crawler where the where it's like 
it's difficult and you have to manage resources, except this game isn't really difficult because it doesn't have... It's not like a Megaton game where things can wildly swing for or against you based on something bad happening, because um, in those press turn games, a critical hit also affects the press turn. So if an mm. enemy crits you, they suddenly have more turns and your ass can go, your ass can go down real fast or like uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Tensei four, where they had the, the smirk system <laughs> where well, I, I forget how smirk works. I think, I think when you hit, when you hit a weakness or your strength gets hit, you smirk, which means all your shit crits. Um, but you like there's there's no real mechanics. It's just real simplistic turn based combat. Um, and the dungeons are all bad. Fucking <laughs> like what like, a non sequitur! <laughs> like there's there, there's not a single one that has a good gimmick. What what a sound bite! Put that shit on the box. <laughs> Dude, does there, they at least look interesting? No. <laughs> oh God. Like okay. the, the, the like one of the gimmicks the gimmicks in one of them are. Uh, Vince, you have to you have to send your scrunko through Vince, and random battles happen to the party waiting outside the vent while you are guiding the scrunko through the vents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <sighs> it's real hard to recommend, even though I liked the story and the characters and the music and stuff, because it's just so so basic on the mechanical level, and the, and these dungeons are really bad. Okay. Yeah, that was going to be my first question. If the rest of the package swings it hard enough for it to overcome kind of <sighs> mediocre dungeons. The game that most comes to my mind is Tales of Berseria. Because mm-hmm. both of these games had this moment where I where I was like 80 to 85% through where I just like felt myself. It was like punch out Wii when when little Matt gets knocked out. And you mash the buttons fast enough for instead of falling, he like stomps his foot down really hard and stays standing. Mm-hmm. I had that feeling in both games of maybe maybe I should just fucking quit. Because oh. it's like this is like I'm so deep, but at the same time, this is kind of grueling. Man, that's that's rough. Yeah, it's like I I, I don't know what the fuck they were doing with this. Like I I, I had because so, so many people compared this to Tokyo Mirage Sessions, so I had to go look at footage of that. I'm worried to be like, <laughs> be like, wow, Tokyo Mirage Sessions in terms of dungeon design seems much higher rent than Soul yeah. Hackers too. Yeah, I was gonna say okay. I had completely different ideas of what level the dungeons in these two games were coming in at. Because when I think about uh, Soul Hackers too, I think about uh you were playing a jrpg i think it was last year that was very very skin very very thin like budget put into dungeons where it's just like it's the hallway walk across the cyber yes, hallway uh, it was it was Cal- i was that was the caligula yes. effect too oh yes God. that's this what is, i was assuming this is like everything looks much 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 better mm. in this than the caligula effect too but in terms of like structure and the kind of things that are in the dungeon it's almost exactly the same um mm. Like, I would compare the dungeons in this to, like, the procedurally generated ones in Persona 4, except they're not procedurally generated. Wow. 
That is one of the worst things you can say about authored content. Yeah. I'd compare this to a rogue AI. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like... I guess this must have been in development concurrently with SMT5. They should have waited until SMT5 was out to even start development and be like, now we can... Because it's it's not just that they're hallways, they're boring hallways. Mm, yeah. It's like, here's here's your subway, abandoned subway line. Here's your shipping yard at the fucking docks. Here's your office building. Mm -hmm. wow. Here's your Mega Man EX.exe dungeon where you're walking on like hard light platforms in the cyber void. It's like right. none of these dungeons have any like interesting visuals at all. To even try and cloak that they're just hallways. Yeah, it was Tokyo Mirage Session. I remember even the one dungeon I saw there was actually cool looking. I don't mm -hmm. remember it having a great structure or anything, but it wasn't yeah, a shipping yard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't, man, I don't know. And they reuse some of the boring dungeons. Yeah, I was it's really. Like, what are you? What are you doing? I was just really worried when you uh, tried to draw a comparison between TMS and that because I've been wanting to play TMS since launch and I own the Switch port. Like, in, unless, <laughs> like, oh God. No. I liked parts of of this. Unless your like JRPG tolerance is really, really, really high. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you, unless you're like, Berseria was fine. Those fucking terrible areas. We're fine. <laughs> that how slow you moved in them was fine. Unless you're like on that level, you're you're gonna not like this game. Okay. Uh, but I, I I played other things. Okay. What else uh, did you play? I played Immortals Phoenix Rising because it came <laughs> to Game Pass. I'm glad to hear about you taking a good nap. <laughs> uh, oh, let's okay. let's let's run through some things. One, it has the worst fucking name ever. I think <laughs> the name yeah. probably yes. doomed that game exclusively. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, the whole game is framed as... So, so Typhon, who is an actual like figure in Greek myth, he's, he's, like, he's one of the titans. He, uh, he tries to start shit and Zeus pins him under um, Mount Vesuvius. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, and but in in this a meteor hits Mount Vesuvius and breaks him out. <laughs> so uh, so he fucks up all the gods and Zeus has to go to Prometheus and be like, help me with Typhon. And Prometheus is like, you tied me to this fucking rock and have eagles eat my liver. No. <laughs> and he's like, if you suck so much, maybe you should just let the mortals handle him. And Zeus is like, the mortals can't handle him. Prometheus goes, well, if the mortals can handle him, you have to let me go. And Zeus says, uh, okay, I guess. Uh, mm. And the whole story is framed as Prometheus, who I forget. Can, can, I don't know if Prometheus can actually see the future in Greek myth. I don't think he can. But he I, can in this game. I think there's a couple of stories of him giving prophecies, yeah. This guy was so, right. So he he's telling the, the story of this shit that hasn't happened yet, and that's the framing device of the game. And the end result of that is that Prometheus and Zeus are narrating the game and are really fucking not funny. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks bad. Uh, um, I read some stuff the writer said about how he wanted the like he wanted to include all the bad things the Greek gods did, and I'm like, you kind of did, but they're all punchlines. Yeah, it's all like Zeus, did you turn someone into a fruit fly again? And Zeus is like, yes. 
Studio applause. And like every cutscene has this really, it's like Ubisoft making knockoff Blizzard content. Because that's that's not that's not just how it's like feels writing wise. It's how it looks. Mm -hmm. Like Typhon just looks like the Warcraft version of Diablo. Like if you turn Diablo into like World of Warcraft art style, like the the villain Diablo, the actual guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The villain looks like that. Mm. Uh, Okay. But moving on from the fucking terrible and funny narration and the fact that the entire game tries to be a really shitty Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know how in an open world game you climb the tower and then the chunk of the map fills out and fills with all the points of interest? Mm-hmm. Yup. Uh, they fucked that up. How do you fuck what? that up? How does Ubisoft Because now, now you go into first person mode and have to scan the area and play hot and cold to and to find the points of interest and make them appear on the map which i think it's which i think because you can set pins you can do that and set pins in breath of the wild uh-huh yeah cuz this whole game is just hard copy hard yeah. copied it without realizing why or how that wouldn't be a good idea would um, Ubisoft really sucked. do that? Just whole cloth copy Breath of the Wild uh, and not it, understand it, it, what they also It also is you controlling a cursor in a Ubisoft game. Right. So it yeah. feels like fucking dog shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like that this game has a linear progression system for your character. I like that you collect resources and then it's like, you upgraded your sword skill. Now all your sword moves do more damage. You upgraded your axe skill. Now all your axe shit makes does more damage. Or you upgraded armor. Now all your armor take defends more. Um, weapons and stuff themselves don't make you do more or less damage. They give you different perks. Okay. Uh, so I like that element of it. I don't like that you have to go to... Uh, like your home base to upgrade things. And I also don't like that every time you upgrade anything, there's an unskippable 25 second cut scene of, of the protagonist doing whatever it does to upgrade it. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. Didn't know it was unskippable. Uh, th- there's also, there's also just like really fucking amateurish things that you would take for granted in a normal video game. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you're playing some game and you're collecting a resource. You don't know what it does yet. Okay. In a normal game, when you get to the point you can use it, you should, if you were even mildly strenuous in looking for it, Mm -hmm. casually searching, you should have enough to upgrade once so it feels good. Right. This game doesn't do that. Right. Of course it does. (laughs) You get to the upgrade zone, you're like, you're halfway there. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I'm halfway there? Someday you'll be um, able to afford this. I've been saving every day of my life. <laughs> oh, general, good. general game feel is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it, there's stuff there's, there's a lot, there's like a lot of direct ripping off of breath of the wild where you get, you, you have the bracelets of Heracles, which mm-hmm. there's, there's one of those really, f- I fucking hate how this became Ubisoft's brand of trying to be like the fucking class. Know-it-all when it comes to history. <laughs> <laughs> Because they do that a lot in the Assassin's Creed games. 
to the point where they introduced like the Zoomer Brigade in like one of the ones post the Ezio games where where like half his dialogue was being snide about historical mis misconceptions. But there's like Zeus is like, why are you saying that it that way? And then and then fucking Prometheus is like, you Heracles is how it said. It's like fuck you. <laughs> but you have the bracers of Heracles. And and those are like your magnetism equivalent of Breath of the Wild. Because you because they shoot out like beams and then you can pick shit up with them. Ah, yes. It feels from that so much Hercules worse. Story. Yeah. It feels so much <laughs> worse than in, in Breath of the Wild. Mm, like it's uh -huh. slow. Any puzzles using it are excruciating because it's so slow. Uh your your the, the responsiveness is in general pretty bad. Um they didn't understand how the climbing worked in Breath of the Wild, so they made a terrible version of it. <laughs> like, in Breath of the Wild, you have that stamina meter that determines how, how far you can climb before you fucking fall. Mm -hmm. Except, there's tech in Breath of the Wild. Like, if the surface is even a little bit not straight, not vertical, like, if it's even a little bit slanted, you can usually let go of it and tread water running up the hill to regain your stamina for a little while mm -hmm. before you can continue climbing. There's there's none of that nuance here and your stamina depletes super fucking fast and because in in Breath of the Wild it felt designed. It felt like a human being checked this shit and was like this you can climb up if you've even been a little bit upgrading your stamina. Mm -hmm. This one you haven't. Yada yada yada. In 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 Immortals Phoenix Rising none of that feels mm. designed. And and it feels like they band-aid it, be like, you can chug as many stamina potions as you want when doing anything. <laughs> God, of course. Even Genshin Impact is like even Genshin Impact has that stamina potion thing, but they let you use one every five minutes. So you can't just infinitely chug them to climb the really tall thing. You have to find another way. Mm -hmm. Uh and by the way, this game it feels more response less responsive and worse than Genshin Impact. A game that is online. Well, it yeah, has it does, a connection to a server. It does have a connection to a server, but it, none of the game state is saved server side per se in Genshin. Enemy because, damages. Okay, but the uh, it's really not doing that much telemetry. It's not. It's mild amounts of telemetry, as far as I know. But yeah, this feels so much less responsive than either of those. Um. Uh, dear all platform holders, stop letting Ubisoft put their own overarching achievement system into their games on your platform. It's really fucking stupid. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't like doing something in a game in a gigantic five times the size of a trophy or achievement pop up like interrupts from the side of the screen to tell me I got some kind of Ubisoft club achievement. I don't care. Nobody will ever care. <laughs> <laughs> You're what kind of whoever approves this and like what a failure of a company at every level for this to even exist. Like you spent time and resources implementing this infrastructure and coming up with it. That was money just burnt. Yeah. Made an executive and lastly, the, the menus in this game are terrible. Mm. That makes sense. One day one they use the fucking destiny cursor thing. Yeah. Or it's like, no, let me use buttons. No. Like, no. Two, because on the start button or options or whatever you fucking want to call that button, they put the system menu. 
like load from checkpoint optionally video audio uh -huh. accessibility mm -hmm. uh dear every all game developers i need to go into that menu once maybe twice i need the map constantly and and the other menu the which is like map inventory skills like one mm -hmm. other thing all shoved together uh it doesn't default to the map mm-hmm it won't even remember the map if you put it on there and then exit. It will default back to your inventory, which is insane. Yep. <laughs> Very smart. So, so I played this game for like five or six hours and then fell out. Yeah, I think that's... Bob, do you remember about how long you played it? Probably around that. Probably. Man. Um, I, I'd like to then, ditto everything he just said about the map for Cyberpunk. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Their menu is I mean, it's also awful. the yeah, it's also they also do that fucking cursor shit. They didn't which, even pretend to like fix it for console, and like yeah. every every <laughs> screen you go into in Cyberpunk has two options on it. So your brain goes, "Well, hit the bumpers." Yeah. No, no, that takes you to a different tab. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that before and been very yeah, upset. I, I, but these devs aren't even primarily PC devs, so they don't even have that excuse. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but I still wanted to eat, like, open-world garbage. Mm-hmm. So I went and installed Shadow of Mordor on my PS5 because it was a PS Plus <laughs> game a while back. Hmm. Or not, Sha not Shadow of War Mordor, Shadow of War, the ah. second one. Mordor. Uh, okay. Never played that one. Uh, it's really funny because it opens with an apology. Like a, po a pop-up. Because that was the one that launched with really terrible microtransactions. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it pops up by, with like, uh, we, re we removed all the microtransactions. We're very sorry that they were ever there in the first place. <laughs> mm -hmm. We've also made like all this other shit available as a result of, you know, that. Uh, you know, people rag on Arkham Combat. But... It's all right when you hit the button to to parry someone, and then also your ghost buddy parries another guy, and then you and then you turn around real fast and decapitate an orc. It, ending in decapitation really helps sell the Arkham combat. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is Batman should decapitate people. Uh, the menu in this one's fine. You have a button that goes right to the map. Hey hey, <laughs> what a concept! <laughs> they knew they were it making all, open world game. Whoa that's whoa. The tech. It, it also does the hot and cold thing with the towers, but there's two. There's a couple major differences that makes it way more tolerable than Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, one, the cursor speed. The cursor moves like a console game cursor should. Two, uh, it's not just. It doesn't just use the vibration with the Phoenix, which is what the Phoenix Rising one does. It's purely vibration. There's a there's a really good on screen indicator. Mm. Uh, also, there's not very many points of interest per tower. Because they're kind of closer together. And it tells you how many things you're looking for. Which Phoenix Rising does not. Like, it, just, it just lets you go wild. <laughs> like, I, I, certainly there's 10 left. I gotta keep going. That is, yeah, that is amateurish. <sighs> yeah. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm having an alright time. I like that they were like, well, this is the sequel. So, uh, Talion should just be Superman. He can run like the Flash and jump up an entire building fucking instantly. 
mean, yeah. <laughs> You're making a game about this one guy crawling around Mordor, murdering thousands of orcs. Yeah, I need to try that uh, sequel. That, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> uh, and the, it, sound, it seems like you get cooler abilities this time. Uh, the, the Nemesis system is back, which was always cool. Mm -hmm. uh, except now, some of these fucking or orc nemesis have like three minute long anime villain backstory speeches nice. when they fight uh, encounter <laughs> you the first time. Like, there's one who I forget. I forget his name. It was like Morgoth Maggot Hive or something like that, where he has a bunch of maggots living in him, and he gives like a three minute long speech about how he was cut down in the battlefield but brought back to life because these maggots all crawled into him and helped revive him and now they're constantly wriggling and he's going to make you feel that torment tally and it just keeps going on <laughs> so he's saying he's showing this saying this as you're like clashing blades with him he's yelling it in your face Did this better be in that wonder woman game Weird that the SS general just kept going like that. <laughs> like, like the nemesis system or being full of maggots. Both. <laughs> they also gave they also um they also <laughs> added these effects where some of them will just show up while you're fighting other ones. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like well, it's like, no, I came, I came, I came back to kill you. One literally like run ran up and shoved me from behind, and then the camera whirled around to show him, and he gave his little speech. Uh -huh. And one time, four of them showed up in one encounter, and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta uh -huh. go. Yeah. This is just a Monty Python bit at this <laughs> point. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm out. Such a good mechanic. Uh, uh, Sheila being a sexy woman is fucking goofy. Oh, God. But... I forgot about that. <laughs> God. Oh. Why do you, you know this is important to him. <laughs> that is the worst. Uh,. I, I, I'm having fun. I'll probably play more of it. Uh, it's funny because I, I the, there's t there's video modes because it was late enough. It came out late enough for that to exist, that to become you know semi standard for some games. But mm. the video modes are favor visual effects or favor resolution. Mm -hmm. oh, so no sixty. Just I don't uh. know. I can't tell if it's sixty. I hadn't. I haven't looked at it hard enough. Mm -hmm. I th it might be because I think it might have been I think one of those might have been uncapped on PS4 Pro Okay. so on PS5 it's just um, at 60 but I can't say for sure gotcha and then let's let's talk about the last thing should I should I pop up with a special dimension yes yeah you should because this, this came out seven years ago but <laughs> I'm still gonna do it anyway you, you, you did it for Gears 4 and Gears 4 <laughs> is six years old here we go guys welcome to the big spoiler dimension. For life is strange. <laughs> life so is if you strange. care about the if you care about life is strange spoilers, please abdicate until the big spoiler dimension is gone. Once this music is no longer playing, you'll know we're out of the spoiler dimension. So, life is strange is a episodic adventure telltale type game. You play as Max Caulfield, and yes, that is a Catcher in the Rye reference. I didn't cut back to the live-action game of Agro's face in time for that. Damn! Uh, the, the, uh, according to the director, the two biggest influences in Life is Strange were uh, the Catcher in the Rye and Danganronpa. This fucking bullshit, it's Donnie Darko and the Butterfly Effect. And Twin Peaks. <laughs> and Twin Peaks, yes. 
I went off this ride. <laughs> Uh, so, so the conceit of this is that you're Max Caulfield. You're a student at this fancy art high school that's mm -hmm. in bumfuck nowhere town, Arcadia Bay. It's like up in the Pacific Northwest. It's it, Twin Peaks. Of course. It um, <laughs> uh, it's about so. So you get out of class and you go to the bathroom and then the the rich drug dealing fail son crashes into the woman's bathroom and starts fucking having like an episode in the mirror. And then uh, your best friend you haven't seen in five years, Chloe Price, comes out and starts trying to blackmail him because she has dirt on him. Uh, and he pulls out a fucking gun and shoots her. Like by accident, he's like trying to threaten her with it because he's, he's he's falling apart. He's like, oh, he's okay. like, he, he's like a shitty, panicky fail son. Uh, and Max freaks out so bad she ends up back in the classroom 10 minutes prior and discovers she has the power to rewind time. So, and and then that's the power that, and that's how she, uh, how did I not know it, that about this game? You know what's funny? How did I not know that about this game? When, when you see how that works out in gameplay, it is just also remember me, the game. But now it's like, well, we're rewinding time itself, not rewinding this cutscene on a VHS tape. Uh, there's a real, her so she has these time powers, and I have to explain this now, where the time powers make no sense in how they work. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> so not only does she remain wherever she is when she rewinds time, even if she wasn't there, like she she herself is unaffected by the, the rewind powers. Except for that first time? Except for that first time. Wait, no, don't worry, yeah. there's a lot of fucking inconsistencies <laughs> in this. What? So it's like you just really, said like, how the that quickest works. way to understand her powers is to watch JoJo's part four. <laughs> yes, her power actually does work like King Crimson, but going backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's so incredible. I'm like, you've got to so, be fucking so, kidding. So, and, and these come up in the puzzle, which is really stupid because I constantly had to be reminded, no, remember her powers work this dumb way. That's Sorry, how you thought, solve the puzzle. I thought we were on part five now. That was JoJo's part five. We're on part six. Sorry, I thought Star Ocean was part five. Yeah. All right. So, for example, the solution to a puzzle is you have to, in one of the game's many filler segments, there's a lot of filler segments in this game where it's like, walk around the environment and pick up items for 30 minutes. Okay, I saw uh, it be like filler in Dusk Falls where you follow a character who will never appear again. For oh, no, don't worry. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. That, that, that kind of thing still happens. No. <laughs> you thought you were uh, safe. You have. So you, so you gather all the pieces to make a pipe bomb to blow open the principal's door and search through his shit because you're, you're trying to solve the mystery of this girl who went missing, you and Chloe. Hmm. But uh, that sets off the alarm and the, and the police show up. So the solution is to walk into the office and rewind time to before you used the bomb, but you're still in the office, so you can just unlock the door and let Chloe in. The other thing that persists through the time travel is your inventory. So at some hmm. point you're trying to you're trying to get into a drug dealer's RV. And so you're trying to get his keys away from him. And and you're trying to be like, hey, can you let me have your keys so I can go pet your dog? And he fucking hates, he fucking hates Max. He fucking hates the main character. So he puts them on the, on his, like this diner table and, and is like, I know you want these, but fuck off. So you grab them and he stands up like he's gonna hit you. 
and you immediately rewind to before you grabbed them, but you still have the keys. So you like telespawned them into your pocket. Does he also have the keys? It's not clear because at the end of that segment, you throw the keys up onto the roof of a building, Mm. but he still gets back in his RV and drives it around later. And there's no line telling you how that was resolved. This shirt was a power set written by a writer. So well, let, let's let's run down some let, let's run down some stuff. The episodic nature feels like it fucked them. Not just in the fact there has to be a bunch of these filler segments. It feels like they they hung themselves writing wise, like they couldn't decide what they wanted and kept changing it during the development of these episodes. So all the parts feel really incongruous. Mm. Like it doesn't they don't fit together at all. Uh the writing in this game is really what's the even word like it has serious problems it's not terrible but there is real fucking problems like Chloe it, it now makes sense why people fucking flipped out about this character both in liking her and despising her because mm-hmm. she's relatable and sympathetic but really unlikable She's like a realistically written teenager where she's fucking stupid. She acts really tough, but is actually naive and emotionally vulnerable. She makes really dumb decisions. Also, she is the one who says hella and stuff like that in a way that's really forced and kind of hits you over the head the second she starts talking in the game. Yeah, yeah, she says hella constantly. Yeah, I actually watched the beginning through a Ross's Game Dungeon review uh, right after Chris played it and I'm like man it's just frame one hella <laughs> I'm like the kids say hella but it sounds like it, it's coming off like you ever watch a sci-fi original movie about teenagers and they invent a fake slang term for yes. them mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah that's, it's coming that's off like that sounding. 100% okay. yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of this world Razor. a lot of this world comes off in that exact way uh, and it, it, it has a bunch of other characters and it feels like they should be fleshed out over this game's 11 hour runtime but they aren't like that time is used for filler. Like this one part where Chloe wants to shoot bottles at a junkyard. So you have to walk around and find five bottles, including one, which is hidden through a squeeze through that you have no reason to not believe should exist. Okay. <laughs> so, so instead in that episode, that's episode two, it opens with like a couple scenes with this girl named Kate and then ends with her trying to kill herself on the roof of the school because she had been drugged at a party. Uh, and 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 then you can either save or fail to save, prevent her from killing herself, and then she leaves the story either way because it's a... Uh-huh. Because because that's... This, that's is, a, this, is, this is one of those... None of your choices in this game matter at all. They try really hard to trick you into thinking that because they'll have a character mention which one you picked later, like in an offhand piece of dialogue, but none of them matter. Like the moment a character can live or die, they immediately disappear from the story once once that happens. Yeah. Um, every choice you make is immediately negated by something. Uh, this game, like, I if you put a gun to my head and it's like, what is the theme of Life is Strange? I wouldn't be able to tell you because it really just feels like a bunch of stuff that happens. 
Maybe, maybe that's the lesson. Maybe life is just a bunch of stuff that happens. So at the end of at the end of episode three, because because a bunch of stuff in episode three is Chloe being like, "I wish my dad was here. He died in this car, that car wreck, remember?" And then my mom married uh, uh my my stepdad who is a Nazi. He, he's a he, he's he's not really a Nazi. He's it's weird. The stepdad character is one of the is one of the parts where the writing like falls apart, kind of. Because I understand what they're trying to do. Because they it, in the, the first bunch of times you see him, he's like a, an authoritarian dickhead. He's part of security at school. He's a veteran. He has like a warning. I don't call nine nine one one stickers on his car. Uh, he has a gun case in his garage. But they're also like, no, he actually has like severe PTSD, and is in and like his weird oppressiveness is actually genuine concern. Because he, he, he has PTSD. But then they, like, make him outright abusive and, like, backhand Chloe. And it's like, you can't... And, and then at the end of the game, they try to get you on his side. Like, he, he shows up to save the day, even. And I'm like, <laughs> this would be a nuanced character if he hadn't physically hit her. But it, it just all got washed away because of that. And that's, like, every attempt at having a nuanced character where it's like... You you put you made them too cartoonish for it, it felt like it felt like the goal was you will hate him for like the first sixty percent of the game and then slowly find out no he has these issues and isn't actually so bad he has redeeming qualities mm. and there's a couple characters like that but they all get fucked by the cartoon moment like the fail son character they try to make him sympathetic by it's like his dad fucking obviously hates him um he's on. He's on like anti hallucinogenics, like anti hallucinatories, yeah. and like all he has all these actual psychological problems. He's in therapy, mm -hmm. um, and and he deals drugs and stuff so he can be popular. But then he then he kills a girl with an overdose. Like he's he he that's how the the mysterious missing girl died. Because it's like Twin Peaks. You have like the perfect girl everyone loved who went missing, and you have to and part of it solving the mystery. And to really, and, and a lot of the stuff is at the diner. And th and then want to, to hammer it home, Chloe has a fucking license plate that says Twin Peaks. Yeah, that was impressive. How Kafka-esque. Uh, also, <laughs> the this, this game, like the filler is obviously a sign of having no money. Uh, it really fucks over the game when you get to Nathan. That's the, that's the drug dealing, roofing, fail son's name. You get to hit the the survival bunker his parents had built, which he was basically using as like the roofie cave. And it's like, like a really it's like a really high the tech. Roofies there, right? No, it means that's where he takes people after <laughs> he roofies them. But but they, but here's that's another thing. They like have all this sexual assault stuff set up, but then they don't make it sexual assault. They make it. Well, they just drug the girls and then take pictures of them fully clothed in like positions because they're photographers. So it, it, yeah, it feels like they wanted to, it, was, it feels mm -hmm. like they were like, we want this hacky, lurid angle, but we know that plays really badly with the audience we want. Mm -hmm. So we have to pull it back. And it just is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But and, But the point I was getting to is, you read a note in that in that in the uh, in the photography bunker, which implies that Nathan has actually been being groomed by someone. He's not. He isn't the mastermind. And I go, oh, it has to be this character because he's the only guy left. 
They're not going to introduce a new character. Uh, and that character is the hip art teacher who in the very first scene of the game is in his class. And I went, man, he seems creepy. He's also exclusively calling on the girls in this class. Yeah, he... Because uh, he's, he's doing like the hip photography teacher. We're all sitting in a circle. I'm sitting yeah. on the desk and crossing my legs. And oh, yeah. I have a goatee and I'm artsy. And the, the preppy uh, chick knows me by first name. The preppy chick, yeah, the preppy, the preppy chick has been trying, tries to fuck him the entire game. <laughs> he, he's the secret mastermind and is not only drugging these girls to take pictures of them, he's also a serial killer. Oh, yeah. And Quit. also, a, like, authoritarian security stepdad also picked up on how creepy he is because you find notes he wrote about hating this guy. And he's like, never trust an adult with a goatee. <laughs> um, but but on the on the point of it just being a bunch of stuff that happens, in 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 chapter three, Chloe's like I I miss my real dad. So you focus really hard on this picture that was taken between you and Chloe on the day her dad died, and you go back in time to the picture. You can't like her power doesn't let her leave the the frame of the picture, but <laughs> she can but she can affect things in the past with the picture. So you you hide the dad's keys because he because uh, he he died in a car wreck. You like hide his keys so he can't leave. He has to take the bus. So he doesn't die, which, by the way, the developers of this don't understand how causality works. I was yelling during that section where I'm like, no, I delayed him by half a minute. The car accident should no longer occur. Right. But that's not how it works. You have to. He, he can't leave the house in the car at all. Yeah, <laughs> because it was faded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're hacks. Yes. Getting in that car uh, accident anyway, was a you do this. That's how the universe works. You do this. You do this, and then you get like the. Uh, I once again have to bring up this fucking movie. Uh huh. I forget the name. I forget the name every time. It's the ham radio movie where he talks to his dad in the frequency. past. Frequency. Yeah, yeah, frequency. It's like yeah. frequency. Come but on. we see it through pictures of the pictures like changing into different pictures of how her dad's still alive. And and then Max like wakes up in the new timeline where she's one of the popular kids and smoking weed with all of them. And it's not they seem to want it to come off like she's meaningfully different in this timeline because her memories don't change. She's just plopped down in the new timeline. She's just as bland in every timeline. But it, it honestly comes off like, no, everybody is nicer and more chill. Mm -hmm. It and doesn't then, come off like she is now shallow and vapid. And it's like stark because the beginning of this game, everyone's inexplicably a giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so this one man was the only thing keeping this community <laughs> this, chill. This town yes. fell apart. Was so, he this so whole mountain town's weed connection? <laughs> So Is that you what go, I'm up on? <laughs> so, so you go back to Chloe's house, and this mm -hmm. is the end of episode three, and you answer the door, and her dad answers like, hey, Max, it's been a while. And then they do the shot where they don't want to show Chloe as she approaches. And I go, Agro, what do you think the reveal is going to be? She's approaching. Max has like a, a kind of a shocked look on her face. They're deliberately not showing you what Chloe looks like in this timeline. What do you think the reveal is? 
I mean, without any uh, specific details before, uh, I'm going on slider rules. So okay. she's a communist now. Uh, she's a dude now. <laughs> or she has an eye patch. She got, in a, she got in a car accident after she was 16 and is now quadriplegic. This doesn't matter at all. It is there. So for the thir first 30 minutes of episode four, you can hang out with her, find out her, her respiratory system is slowly failing. And then she asks you to kill her. She asks you to turn the morphine drip up to up to like, you know, overdose levels and let her die. Yeah. So you get the you get the choice of uh you get the choice on whether or not to, to commit cloent as the chat started calling it. God damn it. Um, so it, it, it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, Max focuses on the picture and lets his, her dad die and go, goes back to the original timeline. Yeah, because that's how that works. There was no other way to solve that. No, nothing you else can be done. You shouldn't have messed with time travel past a certain arbitrary extent because it was morally wrong. So bad don't, things will don't, happen. Aggro, yeah. don't worry. The last chapter of the last episode of this game is uh, so Max gets drugged by the evil teacher and taken to the taken to the fucking photography bunker. You have to do a really funny scene where uh, where security dad shows up and you have to like yell advice to him and keep <laughs> rewinding so he can win the fight against this art teacher. Kick his ass. <laughs> it's like it's like dodge, it's, kick the table, no, and, and I, I kept fucking it up, so he kept getting owned. It's <laughs> even better because you know it's him entering the building before you could possibly see him. So when you do the loop more than once, on the very first time you're looping, you get the option to yell David or whatever his name is. He's in the room, and the art teacher just goes, "How? How did you know that?" <laughs> and so, yeah, as as Chris is looping this dozens of times, trying to figure out exactly what this persnickety, terrible game wants. That's he he has to hear the line. How? How did you know that? Over and over. Uh, yeah, I think oh. uh, I think maybe I need to isolate that so Dan can get an audio <laughs> clip for the soundboard. <laughs> Just start mashing it every time a character. There's one of those. I saw the script moments, <laughs> right? <laughs> So uh, the, through the whole game, uh, the game, the actual, the game starts with Max having like a hallucination of a big tornado wiping out the city. I mean, like, like category, like eight, like three above the act is what actually exists. Mm -hmm. And through the whole game, like a new weird thing happens every day. Like on Tuesday, birds are just dropping dead. And also it snows in October. Um, in episode three, whales start washing up on the beach dead like multiple of them. Uh, and this culminates with uh, Max, your time travel powers are ca cause a giant tornado that's going to kill everyone in town because chaos theory. No, no. There's no explanation <laughs> of this. Okay, so the, the, the way this is revealed. <laughs> the way of this is revealed is Max is like, I don't know why this is happening. And then you talk to, and then you talk, you talk to like your ner the nerd guy friend. And he's like, it must be chaos theory. That must be what's causing this giant fucking magic tornado. And all of this is, to, all of this is to set up the fucking final choice of the game. 
which is to go back in time using the photo magic to the start of the game and let Chloe die or to let the town be destroyed and everybody in town die and leave with Chloe and be lesbians, which by the way, they don't like, there's no chemistry between these characters. Like playing it, I was like, I don't know why everybody assumed that this was like a lesbian game until the end, because it's like, it doesn't come off that way at all. There is no chemistry there. It's fucking insane. It literally is on par with Gears 3 ending when they're just like, uh, Marcus got a case of the not gays with Anya. And I'm like, there's nothing there, game. Why did you invent this for the ending? So I was equally and, floored when I come in and then that happens. And it's like, but that, so and that, no leads to the, that leads to the only thing I can even pretend is, is the theme, which is sometimes you have to let people go. Cause in every episode, there's like, she gets shot in the first episode. You have to save her. Uh, in the second episode, she can shoot herself shooting the bottle. She, like she shoots a car and it ricochets off and hits her. <gasps> and she falls on fucking train tracks and gets stuck and as a train is coming and you have to save her from that. There's there's the thing where you changed the past and now she's she's quadriplegic and wants to die. And then she dies like in two other ways in the remaining episodes. So, so it literally feels like, no, the universe just needs this girl to die. Right? So... You can imagine so, my so frustration. I was, like, I was like, bye, Chloe. You bye. can imagine I, I'm not... my frustration ahead, as, as Chris hasn't seen Donnie Darko. As I'm just like, oh, that could have been a whole other layer of upsetness here. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> no. Uh, can you just say that to the game? <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm, just, I'm not, so I'm not it's saying worth it, Bob. Noting, I'm declaring it's worth it. noting that, <laughs> tis, tis. that letting Chloe die fixes everything. Mm -hmm. That girl who kills herself, uh, or, or not, uh, I, I, she, she died for me because I picked one of the, the wrong dialogue choices, and it doesn't let you rewind in that segment. Because... Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> She yeah. doesn't kill herself because Nathan, the fail son, gets arrested immediately, and he immediately rats out the art teacher who also gets arrested. So her 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 victimizers are arrested, so she doesn't feel the need to take her own life. Cause she learns what happened to her, because she wasn't sure she just knew she got drugged. She learns what happened to her and they they found they they got justice, so she doesn't kill herself. They they are immediately removed from the equation instead of hurting all these other people. And it's like what is what is the moral of this game? Yeah. So so your options are let this whole town get destroyed to save Chloe or let her die because it would be more convenient for everybody else around her. Let her die because Yeah, it it, it comes I, I, it really comes off like this this tornado is because Max fucked up destiny by saving Chloe from being shot in that bathroom. Now, yeah, I, I was gonna say, like, how does this one one change of time stop the tornado? It feels like you're just well, because adding that more was, that, was the, that was the that was the first thing that you changed. Yeah, so you go back and you, you and you're like, I'm not going to use these powers. Um, now I have a way, okay, to raise this game several points, okay. In any of these other situations where Chloe dies, they should have played a theme song and smashed the credits. And then when the final part does the same thing, and that is the ending, you'd be like, I get it. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the most upsetting part. So, oh, <laughs> aggro. 
<laughs> the end of episode four, Chloe, uh, 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 the the evil teacher sneaks up behind Max and sticks her with a needle with morphine or whatever to knock her out. And then shoots Chloe in the head and, uh, and, and drags her off to this photography bunker. And the opening of episode five is like escaping. And you escape by using a selfie you took in the first episode to go back to the start of the game and send a text message to the security officer, tell the, the security dad, telling him where this bunker is and who the culprit is. And that immediately fixes everything because he immediately opts to it because he, lo he loves arresting people. Then later, um, and this results in, this also results in Max um, winning the photography contest. that is like a background thing in the, in the, Thing. So she, so back in the original timeline, she's 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 in Los Angeles, she's in like San Francisco because she won the award and got to go to the award ceremony in, in San Francisco because her her thing got put up and her photo got put up in like a museum. So then she gets a call from Chloe during the tornado that is destroying the city, and is like, I need to fix things so I can be there be there when this happens. So she jumps back to her award winning photo, and then the, where she had just taken the photo, she uses an instant camera. And then she rips the photo in half so she can't turn it in. So when uh, presumably when she returns to the timeline, she'll be back in town instead of in San Francisco because she did she couldn't have won. Somehow that negates the timeline where she ratted out the art teacher. So she wakes up back in the fucking dungeon. And that is when the, the security guide security dad through the fight happens. I... I, I want to issue an apology I never thought I'd make. Um, this apology is the movie to the movie The Butterfly Effect. You're not this stupid, and I know I've made fun of you the entire podcast network. <laughs> like, the entire run, I've made jokes about The Butterfly Effect, and I feel like it is dumb. It is really dumb. But it's not that level of dumb plus bad JoJo stand dumb. Like, there's... Yeah. Yeah. And there's like I, a really bad there's like a really bad stealth sequence in the last episode where you're like it, it li literally was like a segment in The Evil Within 2. If you played The Evil Within 2, there's like a really set PC segment in the start before you get into like the op the, the semi open world. Mhm. Mm it felt a lot like that but worse. And oh, and this pissed me off. In that set in that stealth segment, you can you can find a bottle and in, in, investigate it and like look at it. And Max goes, bottles again? This must be hell. And I'm like, you don't get to joke about the filler you made me do. <sighs> like I, I, I firmly believe that, that everyone should be allowed to make whatever horrible and degenerate art they want. Right. But I'm starting... <laughs> To get closer to being okay with the idea that you have to fucking sign up to write time travel fiction. <laughs> and, you need to be screened. You must be registered. So that was that was Life is Strange. I thought it had, it, there was parts of it I liked where I thought it was funny. I think Chloe is a well-written character. She's the only one in the entire game. Um, I think other characters approach being well-written, but they all have that bomb somewhere on them or it's like you the character fails to land the way you want it to because you went too far um and then, and then there's also the problem that max herself is not a character at all the, yeah like you you get the powers immediately like you start in the class there's like five minutes you go to the bathroom chloe dies come back okay now now it's about these powers 
There should have been like at least half an hour to 40 minutes of establishing Max as a character because we don't get that. So I'm like, who, who is she beyond likes photography? So that's it. That's everything I played about it. Uh, great. I think that might be time for, uh, might be time for something. Mm. Oh, fuck. Maybe, um, uh, Vastopodlordis? Wait a second. Did you just say Vastopodlordis? Vasto, yes! Vastopodlordis! Vasto yes, that's right. The Vastopodlordis! I was expecting some bleach song. <laughs> <laughs> Be patient, you can't rush Vasto perfection. Which is vibing? I mean, it is gimmick music, so it makes sense. Right? But yes, that's right, the Vasto Pod Lordes. Vasto Pod Lordes, such as E. Lee Broyles, Corey Brown, Borb Up, Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro, Emperor Zero, Shibuya Gato, Bendy and Life is Strange, both proving that episodic game dev is a mistake. Milady calling you a slur for wanting to save the world ASMR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 101 Shades of Wonderful Remastered. WTF, Spider-Man. The next fake character is going to be wild. <laughs> no. Here we have a giant enemy croft. <laughs> attack at super effective point for massive damage. DFW 3K. Rip. Pick on related. <laughs> Americans get five platinums per console is a statistical error. Dan Video Games, who gets five platinums a year, is statistical. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, the 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 eight dollars I spent on this cigar, it really got some mileage. <laughs> yes, that picture is just gold. Kristen, BN12. Figma Demifiend, Nocturne, Raido, Kuzanoha, Devil Summoner, Serotonin Edition. Hey, Raven, it's me, jo I mean, Stinger. I'm gonna keep showing up, be annoyed with you, and job to you every time, and then just die. Hey, Adam, you misspelled Jared. <laughs> it's J E R. Kyle Bjork, Maddie Moe, Iron Aggro. Blig to blue, schlig to poo, monster hunter rising and riding. Corone's Genesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that's blast processing. <laughs> Cooper Tank. The End of Vanquish was written by Neil Breen, and no one can convince me otherwise. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he do be drinking, though. Indigo Sykes. 187 on an undercover Woomy. Did you know it is really easy to hack a 3DS? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Florida. Whether it's inside, present, or outside, it all looks the same. AI ho. A raccoon that is enjoying some boarding card games. Shinji 16 is no longer unemployed and now has the power of Lexi to support him. Ooh. Look at this baby! <laughs> He's very nice, very He's, round. It's so adorable. Do, 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 do. My mortal enemy. Don't worry, it's still 343. Three. Mm. <laughs> of course. I thought you believed in gun control. <laughs> yes, I believe I should control the gun! <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's literally something she says, which leads to the to the oh. video. I I I'm not I don't have a link, but somebody made a video pointing out everybody in Life is Strange talks like a Homestar Runner character, and then and then is them doing imitations over the game. Oh my God. The Super Mem, Lane's World 25. When the funny rat says Pika Pika instead of big ass true. Sarlene. Timothy Fister just got a job at Nisa, and his first task is to destroy every imported copy of Kuro no Kiseki with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. At least Reen's enjoying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krunglespun. Zemnis. Zemnis. Darkness Zemnis. French. Ah! <laughs> you know what? I, I just realized I can correct this podboard language live. This is really easy. Do, 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 do. I was so happy to see that drawing on Twitter. That <laughs> <laughs> just came flying out of the past. <laughs> Can't escape. I honestly forgot when I said that. <laughs> I think that was aggro, actually. No, that was, that was Bob. That okay. was the ruin your childhood... Kiwami. Yeah, someone someone tweeted that at me. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there he is. There we go. <laughs> the noodle piece is real, and Lord Richter has crafted the perfect thumbnail image. Thank you very much to our pod lords. Oh, wait. Thank Vasto you, pod lord. Mucho gusto, Vasto Pod Lordes. Mucho gusto, Vasto Pod Lordes. Mucho gusto. And if you'd like to undergo holification and become a Vasto Pod Lordes, you go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast for as little as $5 a month. You get access to many benefits, such as chug early access to Chugging Bleach, our Bleach review show where you can learn all about Vasto Pod Lordes, extended armchair dev pitches and gamer permission, permission and those shows. Shows force us to leave ideas on the cutting room floor and a patron exclusive show one a month where you could devote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and then talk about. The last thing we had to watch was McGruber, which uh, none of us can remember a single thing about it by now, I'm sure. Yeah, that's patreon.com slash GB podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to simply spread the word, rate us on Thursdays, host us on Thursdays before they remove that feature. Uh, <laughs> Just you know, just tell people, and uh, and that always helps a lot. Uh, patreoncom podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, everyone gets to enjoy McGruber. 
<laughs> this weekend. Good for that. That's them. the word for it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the word for it. Absolutely. Uh, we had we had some news. We did. I'm so excited for the fucking news. Oh, I can drop that spoil image. I can get rid of this text talking about we're going to spoil all these bad movies. <laughs> oh, that's not true. There's only one bad movie in there, Butterfly Effect, and we all know who it is. <laughs> God. What? He's done talking about Life is Strange. I get to go back to beating the Butterfly Effect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I issued my apology. Now I get to unofficially recant it. Anyway. Oh, God. That had the same mechanic of looking at a picture, and you went back to mm-hmm. talk to that. God, what a hacks. Is it a picture? Oh my god! They look like such big, strong bricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, breaking news! Actually, not that breaking. Uh, Overwatch two to get the heroes, you have to do the 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 uh, you have to do the battle pass, but you don't need the premium tier of the battle pass. Okay, but n- no, because you know how Blizzard balances new characters. I do. And they're putting presumably they're always just going to put it at the end of the battle pass so it's oh, like hope you grind yeah, long enough could, to be and, acceptably able to defend yourself in the current meta yeah and it could it, like there's no there's no like they're not they don't have loot boxes anymore so who knows how insane they're going to be with like trying to wring money out of people via this battle pass and also a new hero leaked oh, oh yeah I'm going to post her pictures, which you cannot show under any circumstances. Got it. We get in trouble. Yep. Oh. We, we definitely don't do that here on Big Think because of that exact thing. <laughs> uh, I feel are you sure this wasn't my pitch. <laughs> she's, yeah, it's, she's a fox girl ninja named Kiriko. I just saw the image. And I'm like, damn, Bob's going to be real happy about this one. And then Bob brought that up. And I'm like, oh, God, that's right. <laughs> I guess it's time to make the donuts. <laughs> Holy shit. I hope she wants a hamburger. <laughs> they called her a fox, so she's not Can-Has Cheeseburger. It's not exactly the same. <laughs> sure, it's not. Let me just pay for that skin. I'll do it. Yeah, no, that's the yeah. job. Oh, God, she's definitely going to have a cat girl skin, so it's close <laughs> enough. Once again, Bob Stradamus. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh... We're going to move on real quick. Uh, Deviation Games, most people who hear this sound coming out of my voice aren't going to know who the fuck they are. Uh, That was the studio made by former COD people. Bob, do you remember? So they're doing a partnered game with Sony. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My head went all the way back to the Vita game called Little Deviations. Little Deviants. Little Deviants. Little Deviations. We drew a a straight line (laughs) and then a slightly curvy one. We have deviated slightly. Uh... Uh, the uh, Jason Blundell has departed from there. He used to be the uh, he was a co-founder and was at one point. Let's see. I'm going to get the exact phrasing on this. Da, 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 da. He was at some point basically the lead on whatever game they're working on. Oh, oh, but I he he apparently has been replaced in that role for the last year at least. So I don't know if this is important news. I just figured I would cover it. It was thrown into chat and I thought, yeah, whatever. Sure. We'll get out ahead. Yeah, they they also they also announced that um that Lewis Castle, who co-founded Westwood Studios and is partially responsible for Command and Conquer, joined the studio, and also God of War alumni Jonathan Hawkins oh, and cool. Dean Reimer, and uh, somebody from Black Ops, Tony Flame. Yep. So so yeah, it's not bad news necessarily. Yeah, hopefully but, things are still on track. Yeah. Uh, 
We have a bunch of Pokemon news. I'm going to push that off for a little bit longer. Uh, Agro, did you see the Xbox controller they announced? Uh, I've heard about it. Imagine a, an elite controller, but not too elite because it doesn't come with any of the shit you would expect. It literally is just the elite design with a bunch of sockets for you to shove in the parts that come on the elite controller. They charge, what is that, $60 less, $70 less? And then they sell the fiddly bits separately for 60 bucks. So, oh. I, so I have a question. Okay. Are the fiddly bits that, so, that were sold separately the parts that weren't durable at all on the, on the No. Elite? No. Oh. But you so could lose not, them pretty not fucking even... easily. They already had third parties making those, and they were better quality. Yep. Oh, uh, to really explain- excited to get that really shitty D-pad, I guess. <laughs> For people who don't know, I'll, I'll now describe some of the fiddly bits. So they have the, the paddles, four different paddles on the The main back. feature of the controller doesn't come with doesn't come this with version. It. This version <laughs> comes with the thumbstick adjustment tool, and I have no idea what that is, which is weird because we owned an Elite. But we own the Series 1, right? Yeah, I didn't add this till Series 2. You can adjust the tightness of the thumbsticks. But but the additional thumbsticks do not come with it. The additional D-pad that is a different style D-pad does not come with it. And it doesn't come with a carrying case. $130. This is basically the 360 Arcade Edition, but for a controller. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think like this this is the result of a corporate policy at Microsoft. To look at a good thing Sony does and do the opposite and then act like it's a win. <laughs> uh, its name, by the way, is Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2 Core. They gave a fucking game controller three, four, five, six, seven words in its name. Meanwhile, dual sense. <laughs> Core. Fuck off. What was the dual sense that's pro? Edge, I believe. I think that's right. Yeah, dual yeah. sense edge, I think. Uh, we just barely missed the hugest news of last week. Xbox and IHOP powering up to help you power up your meals with custom menu items. Oh. <sighs> I need to look was, at this menu and see if I want to eat any of them. How is this not a joke we just make? Perfect I know. This, it's, it's pancake pass is a joke we would have made 100%. But you can get collectible but, Xbox syrup caddies. Caddies? Caddies. They have pictures? that They've teamed up to create iconic IHOP syrups with an Xbox twist held oh. in a collectible caddy and bundled with a bright blue Xbox wireless controller to discover your next favorite Xbox Game Pass anywhere. No, 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 no. What the fuck is syrup with an Xbox twist? <laughs> right? Is, is it just green for no reason? Right? Is there Mountain Dew in this shit? <laughs> it doesn't taste like syrup unless you have batteries. So this is even more laughable than it than this than it seems on the surface okay because okay no wait I, I misread so yes the so the items are everywhere for a second i thought it was only at the one near microsoft campus which is uh <laughs> press release for that <laughs> that'd be hilarious but that that's only where they're doing the one where they will have xboxes set up but every every ihop should have the party animals pancake com- combo with two cupcake pancakes with pork sausage links hash browns and two eggs over medium well feel or chris i'm not feeling that i i'm gonna go for uh, the grounded which is a big brunch steak burger with hickory smoked bacon fried egg crisp potato pancake american cheese and an ihop sauce whatever that is 
served with a side of buttermilk pancakes is a reference to grounded because I just think it's a spider meatle. Right. Well, okay, don't so, worry, Bob. So there's a lot of, of us here. There's a lot of us that? here, yeah, so that's we have true. to we have to get the Forza family feast. Fuel your crew without having to hit pause with the exclusive Forza family feast. Enjoy four servings each of scrambled eggs and golden hash browns, eight hickory smoked bacon strips, eight pork sausage links, and of course, eight world famous buttermilk pancakes. Team up to take down this delicious feast today. Serves four, available for a limited time through IHOP and Go only, not available for dine-in. So here's my read on this. Maybe the audience will disagree. Maybe this is too uh, myopic, narcissistic, whatever. Xbox got so tired of us seeing through their bullshit that they hired podcast comedians to steal our armchair devs episode in advance. <laughs> our gamer premonitions episode on where Game Pass will appear next. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's not, that's not okay. You should feel bad for doing that. Does, does eating this meal get us Game Pass? Uh, yeah, I think I think actually there is a thing that does Game Pass. Uh, the uh, IHOP's International Bank of P Pancakes yes. Reward Program will have a one-month Ultimate Game Pass trial and full game download codes for Grounded, because that <sighs> shit really ain't moving. I'm, I'm surprised they're not using these meal tie-ins to advertise, you know, upcoming games, you know, in, in a synergistic way. <laughs> but have those? Th th there is also the fear that if I were if I were to order uh, a meal at a restaurant based on an upcoming Xbox title, that it might become <laughs> indefinitely delayed and then canceled. Uh, Ma'am, excuse me. Me and my darling wife have been here for 50 minutes waiting for the avowed meal. <laughs> yeah, you're in line right behind the couple that ordered scale bound. <laughs> Um. So Matt Booty, I didn't think about. Oh yeah, we have other Xbox news to talk about. Matt Booty was at, uh, I believe it was Pax West, and he was making comments about like, oh, he sure was yeah, he sure he sure was, wasn't he? He was making comments. That thing he does so well. Uh, he made some comments about the flood of departures from the initiative and how it's fine. You know, they just partner with other studios, and it's 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 okay that they're partnering with Crystal Dynamics to make their game for them. That was the plan all along. And first, so first, so what? What was the fucking six years? Wait, you your plan was always to announce the game and then partner with the studio who would actually fucking make the game. That was always your plan. Now the oh, man, that was your plan. The six years of the six years of fucking development, job listings, all that shit. All that was set up to get someone else to do it. So here's the fucking insane part. Uh, Andy Robinson from Playtonic, who talked to a number of different devs who were at the initiative, just said. Yeah, that was literally the plan from the beginning. That doesn't explain the departures. The departures are about the fact the initiative is the fucking worst, most toxic <laughs> studio any of us have ever worked at. There's oh a God. major leadership issue. And it's to the point where these people, this sounds insane. These people aren't even just saying Microsoft. They're saying specifically the initiative because they went to other Microsoft studios. Mm -hmm. oh. How fucking bad is it in there <laughs> that you go... I wish I made Gears 5. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, yes, I too think it's absolutely insane that Microsoft's solution for content isn't to make a studio from the ground up that can make a whole video game. No. They literally want to build a studio from the ground up to be the middlemen. Yeah, they want it to be the idea guy studio for yeah. whatever reason. Microsoft is not in the business of making video games. I don't know 
how else to explain this? They don't do it. So, anyway. Uh, boring shit. PS5 firmware update. Mm. 1440p. Sure. Woo. Reveal all hidden trophies button. Thank Christ. Is this also the one that gives us folders? I heard it did, yes. but I haven't been able to try it. Yes, like, this you, is you that one. You can just hit a button and reveal all hidden trophies? Yeah. Huh. You could do that on the PS4. You can do it on the PS5 until now. I, I didn't know you could do that at all. Yeah. What, what am I even fighting for? <laughs> Weird. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then the weirdest thing... Uh, well, actually, no. Let's talk about the other boring thing. Um, there is a thing in the OS that refers to the PSVR 2 already. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's that's pretty interesting for it to come out that early. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing here, I, I haven't heard many people talk about this. I've heard basically no one. Uh, they have voice commands built into the PS5 that now hook into apps as well. So you could say, YouTube, uh, hey, PlayStation. Uh, sorry if you're playing this around your PS5. You can say, hey, PlayStation, YouTube search big women. <laughs> <laughs> Now we learned a lesson about listening to podcasts out of speakers next to our PlayStations, haven't we? Uh, yeah, that's so. So it, it continues to confound me that Xbox had this feature at the launch of the one, and I thought it was the coolest thing about the Xbox one, and they just ripped it out. Like, yeah, why did it's you weird. Do they this? never even could you plug a microphone in and keep getting it, or was it like, no, the connect is gone, so now it's gone? I swear to God, I have hooked a microphone up to the xbox and it did not do it yeah i could have sworn they were like no we can't do that that part of the technology is inside the connect yeah they said well not only that they didn't say that specifically they were saying the os allocation for the connect is how that was powered and as you recall that took up 20 30 percent of the horsepower of the xbox one you know the xbox one already a tragically underpowered console for that gen and they took 30 percent to operate a camera mm-hmm that that pivot they made to get rid of the connect was the last time they had a fucking clue. Anyway, uh, Pokemon news. I don't know how much of this I'm going to read. They showed off two more legendaries, one exclusive to each game: Serulege and Armor Rouge. These are badass fucking designs. I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. those were legendaries. And neither did I. Pretty sure. I, I knew because I'm like, there's no way they're just going to hand out fucking Mega Man looking motherfuckers like walking through the the grass. I thought they would just be wandering around. I don't know. I, I figured they'd be like, you have to be like the fighting gym to get one. Or... People are saying they're not legendaries. You make oh. a design that good and then you don't make it even like a pseudo legendary. That's bizarre. That's the name. That's what I was thinking. Pseudo legendary. Yeah. You, we need we need something because, you know, Mega Man Battle Network designs are really, really good. I'm going to be honest. This is way cooler than the motorcycles. <laughs> I'm really glad. This, they, they look awesome as hell. Uh, one of the coolest features they announced, which wasn't explained in the trailer they put out, which that trailer is like the best trailer this game has had. Um, they have an auto battle system. So you can roam the open world and uh, they call it, what is it? Let's go mode. And your Pokemon that you throw out will auto battle other Pokemon retrieving items and gaining experience while you just explore. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, it's like usually when an RPG throws in a it plays the game for you mode, I'm like, come on, guys. I kind of But that sounds neat as shit. I think of this as like the earthbound idea where I'm just gonna have an unbelievably strong Pokemon mm-hmm. and it'll <laughs> just be like play like the earthbound encounter sound, and then that Pokemon will be dead. It'll be great. This is awesome. Uh they also showed a little bit more of the different routes and stuff. Uh Team Star 
is uh, shown off. I'm, team. I'm glad that there's a fucking enemy team this time. When no, the four fucking fights against Team Yell grunts in fucking yeah. Sword and Shield does not an enemy team make. I was no. gonna say you're not gonna include uh, Marnie Simps. That doesn't. That's not an enemy team to you. I, I'm broken. So when they went to the Team Star characters and they both kind of t posed at you looking. I just thought of that NBA fake trailer and thought wow. that would have the Nazi symbols plastered <laughs> on their head. I, I am absolutely looking forward to seeing those guys do the star hand motion yes. every time. It's really good. It's uh, really good. Uh, but yeah, no, it was really neat. Uh, another thing I found interesting in the trailer is they, they show a gym challenge. In traditional Pokemon, the gym challenges, you go into the gym and conquer the puzzles and battles of the gym. And this is like, welcome to the gym challenge. Find all of these Pokemon across this entire fucking city. And I'm like, hey, that makes sense with the open world shit. Like, yeah, yeah having, having ideas for what to do with that. Also, we got to see the map, which is literally the map from Arceus. I'm like, yes, of course, it's building off stuff from that. <laughs> right. People who said it wasn't are insane. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It's looking good. I'm really I really yeah. like this. I also really like the gym leader uh, throwing out. He throws out uh, a Wudo, and then he gemifies he bedazzles it into what he calls truly wudo <laughs> really strong character designs so far yes good stuff yes carrying on the tradition from sword and shield having really good character designs like i i enjoy the character designs in sword of shield it almost makes me more upset that there wasn't more story with that right. all of them because they all rule so much um that grass stem guy cheats he shouldn't have a pseudo wudo that's lying uh, Bob, he's truly Wudo, so he's no longer lying. That's true. He 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 transforms. It's the only way that he gets to like make it true that's without being a Gen One trainer. Bob, this is what we call the most brilliant fucking joke on every Pokemon game we've played through. Uh -huh. Where you go to a gym and then there's just some asshole who's like, I threw out this Pokemon, and you're like, but that's not a psychic. That doesn't psychic actually coded. fly. It's psychic code. How can you tell? What are you psychic? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this looks really good. Uh, Chris, did you have some stuff you wanted to say about this other than Herba Mystica? Uh, <laughs> no, the, the it looks good. I'm like, I'm really happy that this seems like it got enough time to cook. Yeah. I I think the Herba Mystica, Mystica stuff's really funny with Arvin the upperclassman. Uh I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have expected that uh the real Pokemon game came out three years later. Right? <laughs> that is not something we predicted. Oh man, skipping last gen has worked out so well for me. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, you picked the right time to skip. Welcome to our new podcast series. Agro has to watch the Bount Arc and play Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> Same time? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> man. Uh, I guess the one last thing I do want to talk about is they have the giant enemy crab, which the Podlore did for Cloth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cloth is great. Cloth's a great name, a great design. I love it. Uh, but this giant Cloth is the Stony Titan, Stony Cliff Titan. And so I'm excited to go explore the world and find all these other super titans. Yeah, it's weird. That's an idea from Sun Moon where mm -hmm. they had like the uh, yes. tribal Pokemon. No. I don't, there was like one big super Pokemon in each area. I was like, oh, that's like inside your gym battle. You have this. Mm -hmm. Isn't so it's we're, we're totem, getting right totem. That's yeah, it. Yeah. We're, we're getting closer and closer to uh, having the giant Gengar from the original anime series. Uh, they made him a a um, 
God, what was it? Gigantamax. Gigantamax. Special oh, Gengar. Fuck Gigantamax. So. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Didn't count. Fair. Okay. Uh... With that out of the way, that's all my news. Uh, let's go to Dr. Agro. Okay. Uh, Ubisoft. Uh, and let's go to Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, Agro, continue. <laughs> Ubisoft, a completely professional company staffed by remarkably talented people who know what they're doing, uh, accidentally put up a store page for the Division Heartland. So that's apparently still real, and oh. we're probably going to be hearing about it soon. They're not sequel, we promise, giant PvE Battle Royale-esque a hodgepodge monster. Cool. They yep. have that thing on Saturday, so... Yeah, I was going to say, we got the Assassin's Creed thing on Saturday, probably. It's, it's going to be... A, it's, it's a brand new future for Ubisoft. Things are looking up, guys. Uh-huh. They sound like they might ship some games, which is an improvement over everything we've heard about them for at least I, a year and a half. I, I don't believe any game they announce right. until okay. it's out. We might oh, have yeah. a year where they release more games than executives. <laughs> I'm just going to read this the way I wrote it. Okay. Uh, Sony reaffirms their commitment to not selling me any of their products <laughs> in green. Oh, cool. By announcing a line of camo pattern peripherals and accessories in fucking grayscale. <laughs> I bought a Vita. I bought Eye of Judgment. Uh-huh. I don't deserve this kind of treatment. <laughs> Make a fucking green one. <laughs> No, I'm Did you sorry. buy Wonderbook? No. No, of course not. This, this guy, Harry Potter. All I remember from Wonderbook is, uh, what was it? Is that Good Job, Johnny? Was yes. that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, you know, in a complete parallel moment, they announced the new iPhone. Yeah. It has some interesting features. I'll just cover it super briefly. What, uh, like a lightning connector? Yeah. Well, I was building up to that. You don't ruin the stand-up routine. What's wrong with you? Yeah, the, the weirdest thing about this phone is the, the lock screen. When you lock your phone, it turns the screen off, right? Mm-hmm. So they built a shitload of tech into this to not do that. Mm. So your screen's just dim and keeps the time and some notifications on it when you look at it. It unlocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But it's the whole thing. It's like a wallpaper. Is that what yours does? No, see, your screen turns off at all. Yeah, yeah. I, right. Mm. It doesn't. I, I can set it to always be on. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the, they so they built in a thing that refreshes the screen at one hertz, so it's one frame per second, so that way it's not draining your battery. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they also stuck an unbelievably bar- bright screen on it, like brighter than a QLED bright, sixteen hundred nits. My phone is a thousand. Uh, it is last year's phone. Uh, any human on Earth would agree. This is a pretty fucking bright screen. This is a thousand. The other, the new one goes up to sixteen hundred. Uh, outdoors can go to two thousand. So they stick a couple cool feature, features on this. They quadrupled the resolution of the camera sensor. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got neat tricks in it. And then they put a lightning port on it. I'm like, no, absolutely not, mm-hmm. not happening. Even though I can trade this towards it, downgrade my capacity because I no longer have a need to take a shitload of photo and video. Uh, wasn't europe supposed to solve this problem for yes, us yes europe needs to kick their knee not like uh, apparently apparently like the delayed the delayed knee breaking doesn't land until next year 
Yeah. Mm. Next, the real iPhone. Yeah. Comes out next year. Um, almost as a cruel joke. They're like, what's in the box? A lightning to USB type C cable. Fucking kidding. So yeah, anyways, they announced some really cool shit for a phone I won't buy on principle. And obviously don't need this phone's incredible. In mm. fact, uh they, they in you know, I I've tried to express this to people, but I didn't think they would start marketing it this way. They're like, just so you know, uh, last year's iPhone is more powerful than any other phone on the market. Here's the charts. So anyway, this year's more powerful, but obviously last year's. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys, stop it. Anyways, that's it for the iPhone moment. Other than $800 watch. 800 The Apple Watch Ultra? Is, is the interior surface self-lubricating and I can strap it to my dick? No. I, I know it's a staggering disappointment after hearing the $800 price. Have, have haptics come far enough along? No. <laughs> no, sadly, this is just an $800 watch that, um, it, it, it's got, it's got an enclosure around the whole screen. So that way, if you bump the side of it, it'll hit the steel part instead of the screen part. I'm like, this isn't a feature. You could have designed it this way in the first fucking place. No, it's impossible. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's stupid. Anyways, gaming news. Oh, uh, uh, awesome games done quick. Uh, had a January event scheduled uh, live in Florida. Mm. Uh, but uh-huh. Florida is an enormous hellscape. Yeah. So uh, let me read you their official statement here. I am very curious their, what their official statement is. I get my phone to believe that it's on. If only it was never off. (laughs) While we would love to return in person, we've determined that to provide a safe and welcoming event to all, it was best that we move away from our originally planned location in Florida. Given the state's continued disregard for COVID-19's dangers, including anti-mandate vaccination policies, and an increased aggression toward LGBTQ plus individuals, including the law colloquially known as Don't Say Gay, we do not believe it is a safe place for our community at this time. Wow. So Yeah, that's no true. shit. Yeah. Yeah. ADQ in January has gone online because Florida sucks that hard. Yep. It sure fucking does. Yeah, I have to wonder if literally every event scheduler is going to be like, yeah, we just can't go to Florida. <laughs> I mean, businesses are games, already doing because, that. Because there's not a lot of gaming sub-communities that would have, you know, these kind of events that don't have a huge, at the very least, a plural plurality of LGBTQ plus right. Right. individuals as part of the community. So they have... they. Like, yeah, I, I keep forgetting that there's not a camera on me, so I like shrug. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll get you eventually. Um, J- just a shoulder cam. <laughs> <laughs> what is he, the neighbor? <laughs> He's behind a fence. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like to think of gaming as a, a vastly more diverse and open hearted community, you know? Um, no matter what to, Kotaku tells everybody else. Com- compared to <laughs> other conventions that might take place in Florida. <laughs> And with that news out of the way, <laughs> we're heading to Bob. Bob. Yeah, let video me see. Video games? Video games. Video games. 
They're at least 10 minutes of Catan Zero's DLC, like footage of it. Mm-hmm. This game came out in April of 2019. Okay. This DLC is still just like they've been saying it's coming for like two years. So it's our delicious, Man, they should... delicious last course. <laughs> yeah. This shit had better be standalone. It's free, so I guess whatever. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Then. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I I was like, for their sake, I hope it's standalone. But if it's free, I, I'm okay. Sure, have fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Ooh. I, I didn't want to watch all of it because you know it's just the first ten minutes of this DLC. I will play that when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but yeah, it looks neat. Still, still cool looking game. Gundam Evolve, which that's the Gundam free to play first person shooter. Is it Evolve or Evolution? You wrote Evolution, evolution. here. Man, evolution. I can't okay. read my own writing. Jesus. It, uh, it's typed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, I can't read my own home address. It's looking at the door and the numbers are melting. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> dyslexia is bad. <laughs> yeah, dyslexia is a bitch, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it has PC the 20 seconds of 20 seconds this month. So it's right around the okay. corner yeah. uh, for PC. Two, two weeks exactly. Yeah, and then uh, consoles in uh, November 30th. Okay, cool. So that's neat. Uh, I've been wanting to try that. I missed both of the betas, so I don't know how it is. But this is their, like, Call of Duty-esque Gundam game. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm really excited to try it. I'm glad I have a decent gaming PC. Mm-hmm. Are, you, so. are you in mechs for this? Yeah, it's all in the yeah. mechs. Oh, wild. Yeah. Just in time for me and Bob to really get hyped up for Gundam to rewatch it all to then do ranking video. Oh my god. It's not ranking video. <laughs> oh god. Everyone's man. screaming Overwatch because yeah, that's what it's been described as today. I always see people say Overwatch and I'm like, I don't see like the, the special powers per class or anything. It looks like they just have guns. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I haven't I haven't played the beta though, so I don't know. Well. Um uh, the other only other thing I watched was the uh, Nisa america event which most of the stuff leaked last week but they actually we see in detail what it is now so i'll go ahead and cover it oh you watched the nipponichi software of america america event yes (laughs) atm machine (laughs) yes anyways what's up uh the first game they showed off was void terrarium which oh my god the spelling of this game is insane v-o-i-d asterisk asterisk lowercase c uppercase r lowercase r uppercase l uppercase m two open parentheses yeah yeah and then semicolon yeah that's semicolon (laughs) (laughs) okay anyways what is this um it looks kind of neat i can't really tell what the gameplay is but you play as this robot in a dystopian future raising the last human and she keeps getting horrible infections and you have to get like cures for her and also farm Okay. And also farm. And you're a witch and you're depressed. And there's a timer and people start dying if you don't get a thing in time. Probably. And it's near and it's Steven Universe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the last human is like this little girl who's got a tree growing out of her head. So clearly she's not doing too well. <laughs> mm. uh, next thing they showed was uh, poss- Did you mention when it's coming? Oh, yeah. Whoops. Uh, September. Sorry. Sp- sp- bleh, spring 2023. <laughs> Tom's ready to check out <laughs> PS4 and Switch. Yep. Okay, continue. Uh, process of, of elimination was then shown. Process of elimination. Process of elimination. It comes out early 2023. Uh, it's going to be PS4 and Switch. 
It's a visual novel, I think, but it's very yeah, unclear. <laughs> it's a visual novel. It's about um, there's a serial killer who has killed over like 100 people. All the greatest detectives in the world come to one spot to suss out who this serial killer is, including the protagonist, who is not a famous detective, but is some dipshit amateur detective. Then it turns out that one of them is the serial killer. Uh, that makes sense. It works. Uh, then they showed Monster Menu, the scavenger's cookbook. That's uh, coming out 2023. They didn't say when, but it's going to be PS4, PS5, and Switch. Um, this is a dungeon crawler with the style of, like, this guy is sick. So this is made in house by Nipponichi. Oh, okay. Uh, you can actually, you have, like, a set of six adventurers that are going through the dungeon, and you can customize them. Like, they're pre-made design, but you can change their hair and skin color and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's neat. Um, and it's all about being stuck in the dungeon and having to make food out of the creatures. I believe this is literally the plot of some manga. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, in the manga, they don't have to. They they just got just, really into it. <laughs> they seem like they get really into it in the trailer, too. <laughs> uh, initially, they're, 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 they have to, because the conceit is, we don't have time to get supplies. Oh, we have yeah, to go yeah. in. So, the anime comes out sometime soon. It got announced by Trigger. I'm very excited to watch that. <laughs> Trigger's doing that? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, then they moved on to Raiden 4. Ex Mikado uh, yes, Remix? Uh, Ex Mikado Remix. This game's already been released on consoles, but this is the Ex Mikado Remix. Oh. It's going to be on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. It comes out uh, the end of January next year. This game has already been released on consoles. I'm like, Raiden 3 was on the PS1, I'm pretty sure. No yeah. shit, Raiden 4 has been released by now. Released on these consoles. <laughs> so this is just another edition. It adds new music, new levels, uh-huh. and new modes. The new music includes live recordings of some tracks. Ooh. So you get the that experience. Is it like listening to ACDC live? I, I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> And then their big show closer was that they are the ones bringing over Grim Grimoire once more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming out in spring the next year. That's going to be PS4, PS5, and Switch. Cool. Um, and I've been all aware Will tricked me into buying this game again. Good. They, I didn't buy it the first time. I'll get tricked this time. <laughs> Look. As everyone points at the Odin fucking Sphere, open manhole. They just, they just <laughs> made Odin Sphere into an entirely different game. Right. Yes. So maybe they did that again. Maybe. It's very possible. Hey, Bob. Uh, and if they did do that, I'm going to go, well, you're insane. Why did you do this one instead of Muramasa? Yeah, I don't know. Because they're building up to that. Yeah, clearly that's just the next thing after this. We like, have to dig through this. We couldn't follow up 13 Sentinels with a Muramasa perfection. <laughs> you can't do that. We lost our Vita and we're still looking for it. Yeah, that's why. Uh, but it was a Wii game initially. <laughs> but they want that Vita version to work from. Bob, were you not watching? I thought it was a part of the Nisa America thing, uh, the Shinobi Do thing. Oh, yeah, but that was just in their sizzle reel. So it wasn't really anything new. It like was they didn't have of... hard details. They just, no, but just that like... does mean they're bringing it over. Yeah, which we knew already, I'm okay. pretty sure. Like all okay. that stuff that at the beginning, sizzle reel, just stuff they announced months do, ago. Do you remember what the name of that game was again? Because it's the, a the, mess. No, it's, it's like a. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, a Shinobi Do was made by the Acquire, which is the original Tenchu people. Uh, they made Shinobi Do 1 and 2, and this is blatantly just another one of those yeah but you play as a thief in this one yes um but yeah that looked cool yeah no, i'm very excited it's coming out this year sometime i'm very hopeful for it that rules well 
We're going to go to Chris next. Chris? Uh, so, Randy Pitchford. Uh, okay, we're going to go back to Agro. <laughs> uh, make a goddamn green one, you sons of bitch. <laughs> okay, we're going back to Chris. So there's a charity for, like, developers, like, to send developers to school or some shit like that. Oh, um, no. The, the charity isn't important. But Randy Pitchford uh, somehow found a way to make it about him. Oh. Uh -huh. Which of is, course. he gave them a bunch of his shirts to auction off in case you want to own one of Randy Pitchford's loud, tacky shirts, which are so caked in grease, I can't imagine a human being could ever get it off. Yeah, that's what? fucking weird. I fucking and hate that guy. It's so, he's such a bizarre narcissist. Who would even buy those? It, it's not, it, there's not even the like, I'm, I'm donation matching however much these get sold for. It, maybe he came out laughed at the initial announcement and said something like that because people started burning him alive. But maybe he did that, but he didn't initially. So it's like, how is this not just, aren't I so trendy? Don't you want one of my shirts, which are like Hawaiian shirts? but pastel and i'm like no yeah, nobody wants that they look like shitty off uh strip vegas magician shirts which is basically gonna, what the man is what right. you are but Faith, if, the truth in advertising if, if you're gonna wear those can you at least be gay can you at least do that for me so you're, so it feels appropriate at all you're asking pitchford to do something he simply cannot uh cyberpunk Going back to Bob. Uh, Cyberpunk is getting an <laughs> Cyberpunk is getting an expansion called Phantom Liberty. It's launching in 2023. Uh, Keanu Reeves is returning. There also Ooh. is a patch out now with uh, some new items and like a new mini game and stuff based on the new anime. This patch is the last support the last gen versions are getting. Finally. <laughs> Damn, so they're not getting clapping? this fucking expansion. That's no, uh, they are wasting their time on a version that simply should have never existed. Mm -hmm. That That's is just true. truth. That's uh, that's actually really exciting. I I push I push my playthrough Cyberpunk even further into the future. <laughs> so so Microsoft at acquisition stuff. Uh, basically, Jim Ryan's like uh, the the we're keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation thing is only for three years and fuck that. And uh, that like this is such a bullshit acquisition that it shouldn't happen. Uh, and then all of the stupidest people in the world got activated like sleeper agents and ran to their phones or Twitter as fast as possible to, to post variants of. And whenever anybody says what I'm about to say about a giant company, any any version of it, they are just confessing to be brain dead and you never have to listen to anything they have to say ever again. Any variant of it's their right. Whenever the whenever the fucking the, the barrier they try to throw up when a giant company is being terrible, whenever it's any variant of it's their right to do that, you can safely disregard that person. Anything that person says uh, ever again, Ryan McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, that was embarrassing. That was infuriatingly stupid. That tweet actually pissed me off as, a, as like I know Ryan McCaffrey is the most I don't understand what's at stake and i just see xbox as my buddy from high school like i understand that's the level he's coming in at but this tweet was absolutely infuriating like it just shows a level of you don't understand what's at stake this is the third largest company in the world trying to buy most of an industry in one go 
It's, it's okay though. It's all ball. Anyway, there's the yeah, and some and, and like some know. of the God, he he even has the fucking hideous looking thing. It's his fucking yeah. He's got his avatar. You remember avatars? Even <laughs> Xbox and, deleted them, but he wouldn't let it go. No. And a lot of people also put up variants that seem to boil down to Microsoft should be allowed to have this through the underdog because they've torched all of their previous platforms through sheer incompetence. Mm-hmm. And studios. Like, yeah. like so Sony didn't twist Microsoft's arm and force them to release the Xbox One $100 above the PS4 and, and do that terrible E3 where it's like, no used games, always online. Oh shit, where'd all our sales go for the whole fucking gen? Uh, even though I, you know, I know I shouldn't preempt this information because, it, you know, being wrong about something drives engagement. This is three years past the current deal. So it's, guys, it's, calm down. It's only five years. <laughs> yeah, it's five years. Five or six years. I like even in that. Isn't that good enough? <laughs> In that I mean, press, I like, do this think, series has been I going for 20 years. <laughs> right? I do. Yeah, and, and then you nothing. have insane people. And then you have insane people like Paul, fucking Paul Tassi from Forbes saying, doesn't really matter. Call of Duty's past its prime. It doesn't <laughs> matter anymore. Warzone isn't one of the biggest games on the planet. I don't like a thing, so I don't care what antitrust shit is done with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, cool, great, awesome. You're so smart, Jesus. You can walk around I with a brain that big? That's impressive. God, yeah, it. every single commenter on this has been so insane. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how they can even. It, people just want to be nice to Microsoft because they're losing, and I'm like, they're losing for a reason. Yeah, like, oh no, they spent the last uh, ten years fucking up galactically, so <laughs> they should be allowed to mar the industry in whatever way they want to to be able to, you know, get back on their feet after the tough time they caused themselves. Right. Yeah. This <laughs> this is such a misunderstanding of what it means to compete and do better. To win at a marketplace. Yeah, I saw people complain, but Sony has the exclusive Spider-Man, and it's like they made it. They made it. Marvel it, offered Xbox it first. This is, this is Firstly, <laughs> it, no one in their right fucking mind can complain about you making a game because it doesn't happen. Yeah, right? What I was saying earlier, Microsoft. The, the the reason they're doing this is they're not in the business of making video games. They're in the business yeah, it, of it, buying video game companies and destroying them. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the, the 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 takes that I saw were just so galactically stupid. Yeah, Ryan, Jim Ryan's just a whiny baby for saying this. Like, no, he's doing this to let everyone know, the public know, Phil Spencer and other heads of Xbox are lying to you. Mm -hmm. Lying to you, lying to the boards assessing this right. directly. Well, yeah, of course. Like, they're not going to cop to, yeah, this is pretty anti-competitive, lol. Like, that's not going to fucking happen. Right. Well, come on. We're not going to do the exact same thing we did when we bought Bethesda. No. Why would we do that? Come we, on. Look at Minecraft. We didn't do that to Minecraft. You guys remember Gears 2? <laughs> it was good times. <laughs> we're your bro. Anyways, uh, what was it? Daniel Ahmad took to Twitter to explain Sony was Activision Blizzard's <laughs> largest customer in 2020, being 17% of its sales. And it's like, yeah, I definitely don't see anything weird Fallout-wise, fiscally speaking, happening because of this. <sighs> yeah, this sucks. The, the it, funniest... I mean, I, on some level, it would be funny for Microsoft to successfully acquire them and then not make, never, ever bring make even a fraction of that money back. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Like, it's already a pretty fucking steep 
climb to to reclaim seventy billion dollars. Now I'm I'm going to talk about this from the weirdest angle possible. I think. Let's say you love Xbox and you don't see how this is a net negative. You're going to start getting free Call of Duties. Now, I'm going to ignore the part where, of course, the Call of Duties will not be as high rent made by 2,000 people because it's on a subscription service. I'm going to ignore that. Yeah, no, no, no Microsoft fan seems to have like squared the circle of you're now signed like all Microsoft games now Hmm. and the games of any company they buy that you want them to buy now are going to turn into like the, the game equivalent of streaming service shows yes. where it's like they, they transparently have less money. Cause we just had that thing of, um, who was it? What I'm missing the name. He was on like the hot ones and he explained why good movies aren't made anymore. Oh, you're talking about Matt Damon. Or was yeah, it Matt Damon. We just, okay. we just had that big viral thing with Matt Damon saying streaming services fundamentally changed the way the industry works and made it worse. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then when you point out, obviously that applies to game pass, they just go, no, it's different for some reason phil spencer said that wouldn't happen it's it's like okay so you get matt damon talking about the film industry explaining that you have a decade straight of people explaining this about music as an industry Mm -hmm. for streaming services and somehow we still have these people who are willing to believe that the gaming industry is just built different you can look at halo infinite Right. You can look at released games from Microsoft and be like, oh, they clearly the, the quality went down. Gears 5 I turned mean, into open world nonsense. And it's not high rent open world no. nonsense. It's clearly just this game needed to get out. We're not going to try this hard ever again. But like the angle I was going to come at that okay. I've seen nobody address this from. Do you realize what will fucking you, you fucking idiot. Do you realize what will happen? If Call of Duty isn't on PlayStation, that's a power vacuum. We're going to start seeing shitty AAA shooters like it's fucking 7th gen again, you goddamn idiots. Do you want to play? No, no, General Radix can come back. No. Somebody call Insomnia. (laughs) I have an idea. Never mind, you know, if false this, alarm, if the, let him do if, it. <laughs> if this sale gets hammered through, if every regulatory board in the world fails and this happens, <laughs> there's no way that Sony is not like, get somebody fucking resistance or kill zone. It needs to come back. We need mm-hmm. one. I'll be honest, that was the first thing I thought. I'm like, Agro's going to think this is good news. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, watch. you're thinking these good ones. You're thinking resistance. Oh, yeah. You're thinking kill zone. I'm no. thinking home front. Right. Home front yeah. ten. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah. Why you guys are we? just upset because you know you'll have to play all of them at some point. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I wish Sony would green light fucking anything. Like, just go ahead. Resistance four. Let's go, baby. Like, kill zone six. Let's do it. I'm I'm always interested in more bad ideas. <laughs> There's one thing this podcast network has proven. I am interested in being the person who dives into the black hole. <laughs> How was the Resident Evil Netflix series? I wish I didn't know, but here you go. <laughs> Maybe Time Splitters will come back. Is it supposed to be coming back? It's supposed to be. Where the fuck are the receipts? I need this shit. It needs to be out. Uh, Wait, talk yeah. Before I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip it to the to the last thing because it's very very small. Uh, Velma in Multiversus has lost the white woman's greatest weapon. <laughs> what happened? Uh, she can no longer call the police on you. Oh no! 
Uh, they decided that the optics of that in 2022 was uh, maybe not so great, right. so they replaced nope. it with the mystery machine. Uh, I think I think they should have just added, ev- given every character an animation of their head coming off and it being Old Man Jenkins under it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, but that this was probably an easier solution. Mm. No fun zone. And then finally, <laughs> EA has established a new studio, Ridgeline Games. To make, to, they're going to make the campaigns for Battlefield from now on. Oh, that's that's what they exist to do. No, wait, this is what I was just talking about. Back uh-huh. shoot it. I didn't read Field News. Oh, you didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yup. Like it's it's not separate games. They it's just like man, our campaigns have been dog shit. I have yes. a studio that only exists to make them and then staple them onto the multiplayer we're going to ship. That doesn't seem like it's going to work, honestly. They're just doing what COD's doing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is definitely the COD model. Because that's the thing. A lot of the multiplayer for a lot of COD games has been uh, developed partially or primarily by Beanox and other Activision studios. The single player has changed hands the whole time. So they, they literally were like, hey, it's time for us to do the COD system. Maybe that'll work. Oh, don't bring up Raven. Maybe. Don't bring up Raven. I don't want to think about Raven. God, that sucks. Fuck. So that's... I'm tired of Battlefield. <laughs> see, see, and that's the thing. People, with these acquisitions, people always bring up, well, now this good thing could happen. I'm like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you no, don't yeah. spend, you don't spend $70 billion acquiring a company to then go in and give them more money to make these fucking niche things that you want. They're no. not going to be like, we own id and Raven now. We can bring back Heretic. That's not gonna fucking happen. I, it's I, not going to happen. It's a rule of thumb for life. Nobody spends $70 billion to do something good. That's true. No. Yeah. I, I think it'll be really funny if they do this question. Acquisition does go through. And then since the Call of Duty is now handled by Microsoft, it just doesn't release for five years. And then the first game in five years is out only on Xbox and everyone <laughs> forgot what the franchise is. <laughs> I mean, that is how they solved the not making any next gen exclusives. <laughs> yes. By virtually making nothing for two years. Uh, by the way, I, I should have drawn this parallel earlier. Um, M- Matt Booty compared the situation with... Um, uh, the initiative and mm-hmm. outsourcing of that development to flight sim. He's like, it's like how we got that studio to make flight sim. I'm like, you had anyone internal over that game? Because I do not believe you did. Yeah, I was like, what? I th- I've never heard of anyone from Microsoft being like, and here was the team working with them. It's always the studio made flight sim. Uh, also, again, I'm not inclined to even believe the Platonic guy because it's like you announced the game. And showed a trailer before it started to like six right. months before it started development, six months before you even partnered with the studio. You were like, was oh, wh- what, what? That's so insane as a concept. I forgot to bring in the worst part of this news. Management is in Microsoft is really bad. I genuinely <laughs> was trying to be positive, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to write this part of the news down. It's fucking horrible. <sighs> The worst part of this news is Matt Booty's like, I keep telling Playgrounds, we need to show a trailer for, for Fable. It's ready. They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, dis- I just, mm. dis- like, I decided to be really charitable to Microsoft, undeservedly as always, because being charitable to them at all at this point is undeserved. 
they better fucking show every single game that was at that Series X thing. Avowed, Everwild, Fable. I forget if there was anything else. I feel like there's one more. Yeah. We need to see those games next year. It's been three years since you announced them. It's time for us to see anything. Yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah, that's true. Forza Motorsport is also one of those games, but we did see that one. Yeah, Perfect Dark. Did, we haven't seen that yet at we all. We haven't seen that at, at, at all. We haven't they, seen they anything. They didn't announce the- Perfect Dark then. They didn't officially announce Perfect Dark until last year. Remember, it was at the Game Awards. That was only last that year. Was, what? That was the most recent Game Awards. That's that why we immediately started... No, 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 it was they, last year. They were year. just talking about the quadruple A game forever and everybody knew it was perfect. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, we haven't seen Indiana Jones, but I think that was well after the series. That, was, that was well after. that. They, that, that, uh, that th- I don't count that as a real reveal. They just said they were making it. Oh, yeah, and there's that other game being made by some other random company. Oh, my God, what was it? I was like, is it the Redfall thing? No, it's not Redfall. It was like about mercenaries or something. Oh, the um, contraband. I think yeah, is what contraband. It's, it's by contraband. Avalanche, the, yep. the Just Cause guys. Yep. There are a lot of but games they, they have sh- announced that we have seen absolutely nothing of because they're nowhere near. Contraband done because- was contraband was two was two thousand one. So they get it. They that's we. I I my my my, go, my yeah it was twenty twenty one. My metric is you get three years after your CG announcement trailer. I have to see gameplay at that point. It's just been weird as. For like, it feels like Microsoft fell asleep for six years there. Just feels like they stopped shipping stuff a couple years into the Xbox One. And they woke from, up hungry. <laughs> like, not, not, to be, not to be unfair and compare them directly to Sony, but that PS5 event, um, Final Fantasy 16, that's coming out about, that's coming out three years after. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Morales was the same year. Mm-hmm. Demon Souls was the same year. Ragnarok was at the very end of that. That's coming out two years after. And these are out, not just we see gameplay out. They're released. And this uh, Gran Turismo. Yeah, and that's out and beautiful. Goddamn love that game. Uh, this is why it's farcical anytime anyone rides Sony's ass on delays. Yeah. It's like, well, they delay it and then it comes out and it's fucking good. What's the complaint yeah, so- here? Like, Sony, and, Sony and Nintendo ship games fucking constantly yeah nintendo is practically a factory (laughs) yeah but it's good quality so no complaints uh but yeah no it's it's ridiculous anyways that's it for news bob and i will be playing like we are getting into the part of our core month where it fucking rules 60 frames per second we get overdrive you know what overdrive is uh it's that game insomniac made for microsoft no, that's that's sunset. That's sunset over. That's sunset. Uh, no, was, no, he's. You're thinking of Fuse, which was originally Overstrike, which Insomniac made for EA, and they ruined halfway through development. That's Sun Drive Overstrike. Who made Sunset Overdrive? That's also Insomniac. Insomniac okay. They also yeah. made that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Agri, you don't remember that game? You were in it. Have you not seen? Has, have you not seen they, that they, stream? They they made you Did their player not? character when they he, played Sunset Overdrive. He's never heard it. <laughs> He never knew. No one tweeted this to me. Entire playthrough of this game as you, and no one tweeted you. I don't recall. I, th- it. I, I I think it's really sold by the moment a guy uh, asks the player aggro, you know how to use a gun, and he says, 
I'm an American. Hell yeah, I know how to use a gun. <laughs> I mean, that is that, that that does sound like me. <laughs> That's great. Holy fuck! So you have something you to watch? Apparently. Um, yeah, the overboost in fucking Armored Core. You click R three, and you just see the back of your mech start pissing particles for a second, ramp up sound, and then all of your energy into movement forward. It is so good. That game is that game is amazing. Every time, just to be clear, every time I've ever been like, I loved From Software so much at the beginning of the PS2, it's Evergrace and Armored Core 2 primarily. Mm-hmm. They did amazing yeah. shit. That I, I, I never played much Armored Core, but every little bit I've played is like, oh, these guys get what's cool about robots. They do. Yes. 100%. I'm so excited for Armored Core to come back. Even if it looks like they, di- they dipped it in the dip that is Dark Souls. I'm yeah, it's so gonna excited. It's going to be gothic castles and all the particle effects from Dark Souls 3 and Elden Ring. It's going to be like fucking crazy how this weird gothic castle was on Mars. You're going to press <laughs> R1 to raise your gun and then fire. <laughs> It's gotta be good. It's gonna it's be gonna good. feel exactly like using a spell in Elden Ring to shoot. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but I'm very excited for that. Armor Core month continues to be real good. Uh, Agro, what do you have planned for the next week? Uh, I apparently need to watch a VOD. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna crawl my way through a bunch more cyberpunk and see if I can, I don't know, find the part where there's the, a mission that's problematic. I okay. assume there's one in there, but nobody found it. Yeah, because of all the other shit going on at launch. <laughs> Probably. Uh, by the way, the best part of Sunset Overdrive with you is since we ch- made a big character, they pitch shift the voice actor for Spider-Man <laughs> down. <laughs> it's such a brilliant system. Fantastic. Chris, what do you have going on in the next week? I'm going to stream something I don't know yet. Uh, I, I intend to stream Life is Strange 3, that being True Colors, at some point, because everybody was like, uh, this is like if they made Life is Strange 1, but good. And also, it's free on Game Pass, so I don't have to pay money for it. Uh, it's Life is Strange 3 made by the Don't Nod? No. Thought, okay, no, yeah. Don't Nod <laughs> made Life is Strange 1 and Life is Strange 2. Life is Strange Strange Colors are is made by... um deck nine who also made the prequel to life is strange life is strange before the storm which i don't see why i should ever play because it's a game about chloe the character voiced by anthony by ashley birch except she isn't even ashley birch in this prequel oh (laughs) and also why would i want a prequel about these characters one second i'm gonna throw that on screen aggro don't uh we got that picture sent in. That way, Agro could see how he looked in our Sunset Overdrive playthrough. Let me, let me get these out of the way. And uh... <laughs> God, it was a tight fit. <laughs> but, you know, I think I think he made it work. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agro, just imagine you you took you took an entire year of your life and, and dedicated it to become a JoJo level of fitness. I need that modded into The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Joel. I want to play as that thing. <laughs> I'm uh I'm super interested in watching Chris stream Life is Strange 3 because I've always now that I've experienced the don't nod experience of this sure is remember me too. 
I'm super interested in seeing anyone else cover this. I wonder if it's like former developers who left don't nod to make this or just entirely new people. I assume entirely new people. Anyway, I think that's that's going to do it for Big Think Dimension. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? You've never had to do this. No. Should I now? Yeah, I, th I think you should. You should do it now. Shoot from the hip. Uh, everyone should go over to our Patreon. Um, what is it again? <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/gbpodcast. Gb podcast. It's Patreon.com/slash/gbpodcast where you can get extra stuff like extra early armchair dev pitches. Wait, no, you don't get that. You get extra content for armchair dev pitches that doesn't make it into the show, and you get early access to Chugging Bleach, the only. Bleach related podcast on the Gigaboots Podcast Network. You gotta wrap this. We're we're gonna have to cut you off. Okay. No, you gotta wrap this. Doesn't oh, mean yeah, stop go, talking now. Go 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 to Patreon.